Uh, welcome to Valley Strange. Uh, this is episode number eight, I believe. And this is Books of the Strange. This is our second installment. Mm. Our first one was Michelle Remembers. And Roland, I think you remember that pretty clearly. Oh, yes. Clear-headed during that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily for me, Ray, I was was very alert. Yeah. Yeah, very. Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, that's. I mean, uh, as as expected. That's 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 what I want to be. Just just like tonight. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, we ju- we just want to thank everyone for tuning in. On this episode, we're going to be discussing the book Communion, written by Whitley Strieber. And before right. we go any further, let's introduce everyone uh, in the Pacific Northwest studio. We have joining us. Hey, this is Daniel. What's up, dudes? And in the, I called it the Nowhere Studio because I'm yeah, pretty sure you I don't like, care. I like that. Bumfuck Nowhere Studio. That works yeah. for me. Uh, yeah, it's just Roland. Right. Persona yeah. non grata Landia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm your host, Ray, coming to you from my bedroom uh, 15 miles from the Mexican border in my Yay. own studio here, covered yeah. in horror posters. That's pretty cool. Uh, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, I just want to let everyone know how cool this fucking place looks, man. Right, so, yeah, they want to see. MoQuest supplies. Pictures. The Northwest Studios is really great, man. They've got Send Batman it. shit up. They've got Magic the <laughs> Gathering stuff up. They've got Star yeah. Wars stuff. It's it's amazing. And MoQuest really likes to personalize everyone's individual studios. I must Roland. say that our, our staff. Right. Our, our staff, the people behind the scenes, you know, that, 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 you know. Stock the beverages and uh, oh man, if only that's right. I'm sorry that um, you got to pay them better, yeah. That's true. Gotta give them a little, you got to really show the staff some love if they're gonna get what you need in the studio in order for you to, yeah, even though they take the 10 bucks an hour for you to yell at them, yeah, exactly. (laughs) They don't really like it, Roland. It's it's <laughs> tough love. What are you talking about? I'm doing this for them. <laughs> it's not for me. It's for their benefit. But that's why you don't have beer in the fridge. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, right. Damn it. You mean it's backfired? Fuck. All right. You I'll got you to, the staff better, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to take another approach. We'll see. Okay, so if you've been following uh, our Valley Strange episodes, again, second installment of Books of the Strange, mm-hmm. and um, we didn't get too much into this, but if those of you who are brand new to our podcast here, and uh, over the past couple of months, we've had a lot of new listeners, we want to just inform you that anytime we talk about these Books of the Strange, we're going into books on the occult and witchcraft, the yeah. paranormal, the ghostly... Uh, Heebie-jeebies, um, aliens. The, the spooky wookies, you know. Spookies. Yeah. spookies, yeah. Aliens. The, aliens the things are going to bump in the night, you know. We're, we're all about <laughs> yeah. that on this this program. Mm. And again, that brings us to this book that we are discussing today, which is Communion and Allegedly a True Story. That is the title, actually. Right, yeah, Communion, just like Michelle story. remembers, Allegedly a True Story. <laughs> And, uh, and it's so, about aliens, yeah, alien abduction, and um, contact with aliens. This is this is super, man. This is so. <laughs> I kind of wanted to like mention this, and I think I'd spoken to you about it last night, Ray. Um, on the topic of, or while we're still mentioning Michelle remembers, uh, 
communion has like you know some very similar uh i guess story elements to it that michelle remembers does so if anyone's mm -hmm. listened to, uh you know in on that last one uh they could probably expect a little more of the same here and by that i mean in that uh they use uh that regressive hypnosis to try to pull out these these uh, encounters from you know their the uh I guess there what was what what ended up being like what seemed to be a uh, repressed uh, events uh, in the characters. And, so. and for you know listeners, if you're maybe not into the alien stuff, we're going to get into. Um, but you think satanic possession is cool? Feel free to check out the Michelle Remembers episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've only listened right. to about a quarter of it, but I think that because uh, I know that uh, it was a week. Roland we were pretty Ray good and Bryce on that. Was was Brian on that app? Yeah, he uh, was. Right. Right. Yeah, right, right. He... Brian, Brian was like the, I, um, I guess, the objective observer. Right. Yeah. No, 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 word. I was just trying to remember who all the fuck was on there. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't listen to the core of the episode, but uh, it's it's good, guys. And uh, so, like, if maybe aliens aren't your thing, um, maybe hang out with us because you like us. That'd be dope. But right. sure. if uh, maybe more satanic panic or things with uh satan or more of your alley you know hop back and check that episode out you know and and you can also check out the episodes that follow that which are that discuss pretty much a bit of satanic panic right we we review a little bit of the of the i guess the movement or whatever itself i guess a lot of the things that um uh, i guess followed michelle remembers and the, the sense of like uh what triggered a lot of the sensationalism, right? You and know, things like ex that. The Exorcist, the Dungeons and Dragons, just silly shit. Just clarify, like, uh, Exorcist and Rosemary's yeah. Baby that came out before <laughs> Michelle remembers. <laughs> of course, uh, yeah. yes, the humble purist strikes again to keep this correct. Well, I if you, we have a listener who is more of a humble purist. Um, <laughs> I mean, they might, I they really? might get upset. Wow, you know, right. you never know. You are the definition of humble there. Yeah. Okay. Good good on you. Good on you, buddy. Um right, right. So that was yeah, that's all that was that was pretty much what I was mentioning about how I was surprised you got identify that wrong with your head so far up your ass, man. Oh <laughs> it's okay. I uh my uh, my ears my ears still work well, so I got it. And the ears uh, didn't fit up his ass. And I and I don't wear glasses like like you uh you cripples over there, you handicaps. <laughs> so, you know, I'm cool. Like, give me a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Call four eyes rolling. You, you know what would be great? You know, all the other antics on our shows, the reason we had demonetized is because Roland <laughs> hates the sight impaired. <laughs> Excuse me for being a normie without my fucking busted ass vision. God damn it. The normally that wears goggles, everyone. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> just, right. He mocks. He mocks the visually impaired. Uh, it's, it's it's pretty warm up in here with uh, up in my ass. All right, so like it's 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 it's, it's all right. I'm happy. I'm I'm, I'm comfortable. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> promises, promises. Yeah. Okay, so as we're talking about the book Communion, uh, uh -huh. it is the first in the series of books uh, written by Wheatley Strieber. And the mm. first being obviously Communion, which was published in 1987, and the second book was is Transformation, uh, published 1988, just the year after. And this one kind of continues with the encounters from visitors and dealing with the fear of it. 
So and basically, like getting through that fear of it, I think. Yeah, like yeah. Because I'm not sure it was because it was like the updated version that we read, but in the like concluding chapters, he talks about how like you know, like he mentions transformation a bit. So I wonder, like, if he had this book, if he had the second book already, like in mind when he was writing those final chapters, or if he added it in later. You know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he probably had the idea in mind because I mean. It doesn't it, when he the ending of this book doesn't seem like it was complete. Like he like right. still had more to say, you know. Um, and uh, when it comes to transformation, because uh, I picked up because uh, I have a hard copy of Communion, but I picked up a uh, transformation breakthrough, and I think I picked up a uh, secret school, um, which would be How the many... fourth in the series. There's five yeah. overall. Role. Yeah, there's five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so. I started reading Transformation, right, and I had to kind of stop because it got kind of this like weird kind of like holy roller tone to it. And it was really strange. Like it had like a yeah. like you could still tell the same guy talking about the same like content, but just the tone shifted to where it just it really just kind of you know like just forced me to tune out. And uh, I almost returned to it today. Um, but you like, know what? This other, episode, but a uh, little fun fact published again. It was 1987. Okay. Uh, Transformation. A little fun fact about that is that when it came out, they placed it in fiction as opposed sure. to nonfiction. Because really? okay, so that's that's yeah. that's cool. So, uh, a cool segue that I wanted to mention. Like he's known as a fiction writer, and he'd already put out what like five. Or f- Five or six books by the time Communion came yeah. out, uh, something like that. Yeah. But they were, but they were like in the horror genre, right? Or right, right, in right. the but he was, uh, uh, like historical. As far as it was, it was he more was like, working on like a book on Russia that I think got published, and then there was another uh, book that he talked about that he was writing about that didn't come out. Um, but they oh, were all yeah. like analyses of various like events in think, human history. I think the book you're talking about, Daniel, is War Day. Uh, it says here that he's Warday did specific- come out, but there was another one that like he was writing that did not come out that he mentioned talked about in communion. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. And actually, like Warday was talked about, I think a little bit in the transcriptions with his uh, therapist and mm. uh, Bud Hopkins about yeah. how like maybe his discussions in war day may have influenced him somewhat in some of the shit that he like witnessed in his experiences with the visitors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can kind of see that going along as he talks about certain things and how they kind of parallel some of the characters or some of the scenarios in his past books. Right. Just a yeah. Little bit, and, uh, just a little bit. like there was another one, uh, Wolfen. Yeah. Which I don't know what's about. I assume it's about like wolf people of some it's sort like or whatever. It's like werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the whole thing is like, oh, but like they they are always here and blah blah blah. blah and, which just reading the like little brief you know description of wolf and it's like, oh, that's communion. But apparently that book came out beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, there's. So with some of that stuff in mind, I I kind of have to question Strieber a little bit, um, and I think it's very interesting how many times in the book he talks about how he wasn't really 
versed in like UFO shit. Right. Mm, yeah. But then later in the book, he talks about how, like, well, in the 50s, you know, like, everyone would have been, like, he reads, he reads, up know a lot about this and that. Point. Well, no, like, he, he reads some shit later, but yeah. he and Dr. Klein and Bud Hopkins, and we'll talk about Hopkins and Klein later in, in this uh, discussion, but they basically made an agreement where Whitley would not read shit on UFOs during his initial oh, like hypnosis yeah. sessions. Yeah. 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 They didn't want any sort of influence. Um, right. Yeah. And like, actually, even what, though, like they were like, they were like, Hey, this sounds kind of like this. They're like, just don't read this shit still, man. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, regarding, uh, just go through like the little, uh, other books that are in the series here. Again, you mentioned breakthrough, uh, Daniel, which so, was number three in 1995. And it says that, again, it crosses barriers into the unknown and recounts his experiences with extraterrestrials, providing very compelling proof of their presence here on Earth. And that is a quote from uh, Goodreads there. They're all described as autobiographies. Uh, yeah. Well, they're yeah, all te- yeah. technically like, non, like non-fiction books. They're all right. like... Yeah, they're, but they're, he didn't I mean, like, the, the subtext yeah. is community a true story. You know, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And the fourth book, uh, he well, said it was a secret school that comes out in 1997. Uh, it says uh, where Strieber returns to his youth to recount the summer he spent at a secret, quote unquote, uh, secret school in the woods near his childhood home. And it was there where he learned the nine lessons that forever changed his life and prepared him for the chilling events narrated in his previous three books. And then the last one is Confirmation. And that's number five. It's, that was published in 1999. It says Strieber gives confirmation that aliens exist. And uh, just to just to give a little uh, backstory on Whitley Strieber before we go any further, uh, just to give the our audience an idea of who he is in this world. Again, we talked about he has written other books. Uh, it says Whitley Strieber was born on June thirteenth, nineteen forty five, in San Antonio, Texas. So technically, Valley Strange ish because he is from Texas. It's down and the road. he was a horror author best known for his books, The Wolfen. Again, we mentioned that in The Hunger. Both published before communion, and both were made into movies. Uh, the Hunger did star David Bowie and Susan Sarandon. Which yeah. So they made a movie form of it. That's cool. For both, for both of them, actually, for Wolfen and uh, The Hunger. And oh, he also word. He also wrote a book with uh, Art Bell, which is the host of or was the host of Coast to Coast AM, called The Global Storm, and that was turned into a movie called The Day After Tomorrow. Ugh. And nowadays, he's not really known for his fiction writing. He's more known as a person in like the UFO community. So his uh, career hasn't really uh, seen any more success since yeah. uh, communion. So, but he's he's still he's still out there trucking along. He's still doing shows or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And the the premise of uh, some of his, his uh, later books, I am really interested in Secret School because apparently there was this you know secret knowledge he was imparted that helped prep him for his later alien experiences or whatever. Um, was this a byproduct of like further hypnotic regression where he was able to like pull these memories back and shit or? Like, yeah, where is this shit coming from? Because, you know, in communion, there's, what, at least six incidents he talks about with the visitors. 
and they they span from like when he was twelve and into his like fucking thirties and shit, you know. So I'm just curious. I'm just curious, like where, because I'm not like saying like he's full of shit. I'm just saying like, I just want to know like where this fucking came from because this also said it's in the woods near his childhood home and Ray Roland and I have spent copious amounts of time in San Antonio and so it's curious to see like like what woods are they talking about fucking east of his childhood home. Well, yeah. Daniel, oh, I mean, we, 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 did live, we did live in a complex that had... Uh, had little woods, yeah. Dude, woods in the back. It would be fucking crazy, dude, if you lived <laughs> yeah. in like, a little like, rent-control apartment like we did, and there was like, a little like just small little copse of trees, I mean, and so that's like, where he went to aliens. That'd be fucking funny, man. Like, Imagine if that's where it happened, dude. Like, <laughs> where we were at the fucking... The, that little shit, tra- that little shit hole yeah. garbage area. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Um, Near the the robo tracks, there are little like weird signs of hobo camps every once in a while, (laughs) random trash. And your ex wife loved that place. Now I just like walked out there. I was like, (laughs) man, I wish we were just like way more fucked up for this because I mean this (laughs) this kind of sucks overall. Yeah, I've got family out that that they live around. You know. some of the like neighboring little village uh, areas uh, in San Antonio, and you can just like walk out onto your back porch, and you know, like just uh, ten feet in in into your backyard, like you're in forest. And you could you can go hunting and stuff. Uh, one of my one of my nephews, he actually killed a wild pig uh, on his in his backyard. Just he he let he he left out some feeders for it for a couple of days, and finally popped them uh one day and it's just like uh, you know like you're you're like 20 minutes away from the fucking city you know like like the expressway and shit okay um, what a good valley strange story <laughs> killing pigs uh my my point was that like yeah there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like that that kind of uh uh shit around san antonio so it would well, be yeah but, like but, but, but to see like because like like yeah. Ray, where where Ray and I were living, it was like yeah, yeah, fucking like right, almost in the heart of the city. Like we we where? were like well, like what, maybe ten minutes from downtown, yeah. roughly about yeah. The same with uh, my brother when he lived uh, near Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, no, like, like your right brother was basically street, in this. You know, yeah, like it was forest. across one of the main highways, but yeah, yeah. it really wasn't very far. Yeah, no, and same thing. Like there's fucking. Uh, yeah. Uh, they 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 had they they had walking parks and stuff just right right across the street. But it would okay. Be, so back actually, to communion. At, well, actually, <laughs> at this be. juncture, before we get to communion, I'd like to thank uh, Founders Brewing Company and uh, what is the official name for Jameson? Uh, well, and then in that case, I want to thank. Uh, JMB, John Jameson uh, and Sons Unlimited or Limited. I'm not, I'm not thinking. Yeah. Was it Justerini and Brooks? These people for this beer. Dude, I mm. never knew what the fucking JMB stood for. So well, thanks for educating you know, me. Justerini yeah. and Brooks. <laughs> it's delicious. Anywho, mm-hmm. uh, just a quick backstory on communion. We have kind of hinted at what this book is about but uh just again a little trivia a little bit of what it what's going into it uh the book was published in 1987 
and it is a recorded account slash Roland mentioned this maybe just doing like a memoir yeah. of Wheatley Streeper's encounters with think? visitors. And he never outright says that the visitors are aliens. No, I don't he, think he ever uses that he word. He avoids that specifically. He, uh, but he only that they are non-human. And Strieber recounts his recounts his encounters through regressive hypnosis, and then attempts to make sense of it all. As fantastic as all these events are, Whitley literally thought that he was going crazy, or he got raped. Right. Right. Or so well a bit of a bit of both. I mean, uh, but yeah, he, but it was basically uh, one or two scenarios um, before or he actually three starts, of their combined. Before he actually starts to try to address uh, these, you know, uh, repressed events, or or rather, like what he considered to be hallucinations and, uh, uh, I guess, a sign of of possible insanity. He was, you know, he was he was pretty much on the verge of suicide. And mm-hmm. uh, when he finally, yeah, in the book he mentions twice. I mean, it was the same event, but yeah. he talked about it twice about how, like, you know, I would have jumped. Yeah, he would have jumped out right. of the window, kind of thing. Like the, a few days before, he finally decided to be, you know, to consider, uh, you know, seeking uh, professional, you know, help. And then after the fact, you know, he starts to sort of. Uh, now, just real, I just guess. real quick, that that is the incident. We're talking about the incident that the book opens up with, which is the incident right. on December 26, 1985. At this, right, when he's already, he's at a, well into his adulting uh, years phase. He, uh, he's he's like 40 years old, apparently, when this right. happens. Yeah, it's, uh, he's uh, out uh, with his wife and child at uh, their, their cabin, cabin. in uh, <clears throat> San Antonio, right? No, it was up in New York because yeah, uh, New York, yeah. no, right. he was what? he's just a Santana native or whatever. But yeah, yeah, he, his later. wife and son Excuse lived in you. New York, and they had a they had apartment a, like in the city, and then they had a cabin in, yeah, in upper state New York somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. which upper class people normally do. Sure. Well, I mean, it was never something like Annie did, but I mean, like Whitley was a successful writer, so maybe that was able to carry like the family because, like, maybe he was like a like a quasi Stephen King kind of writer. Well, I mean, you got to think at at this point he had already uh, written Wolfen and The Hunger, and both of them were like I guess successful movies. How much? How much was a house, you know, back then as well? Like, like ten bucks, you know, fifteen bucks, right? (laughs) They, uh, yeah, that's true. I go an apartment in New York City oops, at the time yes. probably was not very much. A full tank of gas. Thirty three ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, the utilities was like two dollars. Um, mm-hmm. Rent again. You said thirty three ninety five. Car, gas, um, car payments probably like twenty dollars, and gas was like. Ten cents. I bet. I bet their basic cable costs more than the house. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> and the CD oh. player that they probably had in there too. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. Fancy. Probably cost like two grand at that point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that extra cabin was probably like forty bucks a month, maybe. Forty bucks a month. Yeah, probably. And more the mortgage. Like yeah. And all was the it a, was it a, put in. You know, was it a timeshare? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, like I, as as we'll go into like later on, um, 
recalling these incidents sometimes kind of like I get confused as to what happens on which night. Oh, dude, um, I feel it because he jumps around a lot. So for our, our listeners, like in the book, it's very organized, but when you're reading it, it's um, it's hard. It's almost it, it jumps a little bit as far as like what you remember of like like what manifestation of the visitor experience was occurring. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also you get fucked up later because his wife decides to go into hypnotic uh, sessions. Yeah. And she is fucked up because partly Whitley fucks it up and I'm not going to go into the details, but basically there's like two ways where she's kind of like quasi suggested potentially, but uh, fuck, forgot my point because I forgot how like because well, Whitley uh, fucking for, for instance, like uh, I, I the one I remember is that Bud Hopkins again. Her confusion is kind of like my confusion as well because Bud Hopkins oh, he, like, asked her like to night, go back to like you know? yeah, just go back yeah. to the night, and he doesn't specify which night. So she's kind of talking about the December 26th one and right. the October and then, 4th one. And they're kind of like but mixed it's hard together. to discern. Yeah, because yeah. So, ultimately, apart from like the uh, events that Whitley remembers or recalls that from his childhood or whatever and from his like young manhood, the stuff with his, that involves his family and the guests that they had for one of the incidents, it comes up over and over and over and over. Yeah. And he has like a slightly different perspective, and, kind of each time. Um, and so yeah. his wife also jumbles those those two particular events up, uh, as well. Like she, uh, at one point, they ask her, like, "Oh, we're talking about the event that happened when you had your two uh, guests." And she's like, "Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about that one. I'm like, I'm I'm talking about the first yeah. one." Like, so she's also very confused and and so that, i wonder about the confusion of events that whitley may have had too he doesn't seem as confused he just seems to be a bit more like or to but me those are these selected like, uh fucking transcript things cuz that's mm-hmm. also one thing i wonder about like what was actually published what wasn't published mm-hmm. okay. because i think that in reality there's probably 30 ish pages of just Whitley's interactions that we don't get to read. And then maybe four and a half pages of Anne's transcripts. Eh. So I, I kind of thought most of her accounts were, I mean, pretty much worthless uh, because of how she, well, I, guess, tried, I think tried. that, but that's actually important, and it's, maybe we'll cycle back so, to this later. But what she doesn't know is right. in, in, incredibly important to so, the, the narrative overall. Uh, I think uh, the reasons for her difficulty with with uh, remembering anything is uh, was what was interesting to me. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll I guess I'll wait for that for a little bit until we go a little in a little more detail with her accounts because we're. We're we're kind of yeah we kind of jumped a little bit so like Ray could you please like bring us back to like, Streber's <laughs> so let's yeah let's go back with Streber and his uh, okay so I guess experience. for we're, we're talking more from uh, Wheatley's uh, point of view and he again he starts off the book by describing these incidents that happened to him and this is prior to his hypnosis so he doesn't get much further 
or any deeper into like what actually happens. He just kind of has like a general overview of what he remembers. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with, um, and again, the December incident is when he actually got, I guess that, that's when he got abducted. And I guess from what, from what he remembers. And that's when he had like, um, uh, the situation where he's in the room or he's in that, place where there's beds and he gets an operation on him right and he talks to a comes face to face woman as as or he perceives to be a woman ish type of being right and then he he later calls her a thing he's like i he he just got impression that she was female but you know when he tries to think back to it he's like no like None, none, of, none, of, none of what he is recalling in his mind or in his own words is like concrete truth. Like he right. just, it's all like intangible suggestion that he's getting. Yeah, he's just giving us his perception life. of what his reality was at that particular time. Uh, his descriptions of the of those you know the, of the humanoid encounter, like there's nothing in there that suggests uh, gender at all. So he's he's just going by like an impression that he gets for some reason that he's he's unable to explain right and uh the person who is putting him under again we're not getting to hypnosis yet but again the, this is what he talks about first in the book mm-hmm. and again very general overview overview of what happened he has he's experiencing fear uh all this terror all this kind of fear. stuff yeah and then his marriage almost dissolves entirely because he's yeah. just so like Fucked right. up with what he's going through, but but he also it, he also he makes mention that like like him yeah, him like, and his wife right are like so tight knit that it probably right. wouldn't have happened. Like they're like she kind of stuck by him through this whole situation, even if he was kind of off the rails or whatever. Um, you mean like when he was uh, like after the fact when he's experienced? Didn't get that sense at all. Like there was a couple times in the book where they talked about like where his because uh, before he even like entertained the uh, abduction tip like idea it was like oh I was raped or whatever you know mm-hmm. and he kept all that shit close to the chest so, yeah he didn't he didn't talk to he didn't talk to them uh, to his wife or yeah and he, opens, with, he does he does open the book with about the way his like mood struck and him and shit like he wrote in the book like how like it really like like helped distance he and his wife from yeah. each other yeah right. yada but then like, after the after the fact when he starts to uh, bring some of these things back like yeah he does mention how they're very. Uh, I think he says a, a true marriage is what they have. So yeah, like, oh, yeah. A, yeah a, tr- a deep marriage. Yes. Refers to like particularly later in the back marriage. when he or in the back of the book where he's yeah, yeah, bringing yeah. up like the and significance of the triad. That that um, like I'll, I'll mention that again a little a little later because that's it's sort of an interesting description when it talks about again like her uh, her sort of reasoning when she's exposed to uh, that regressive uh, hypnosis, but. Yeah, so like at first he uh, <clears throat> he it, it's it starts to it starts to dissolve his relationship, but uh, aside uh, you know that aside, like yeah, when he when he's sent up, <clears throat> he loses his sense of self, his sense of identity, uh, and uh, he's uh, what is it like? He doesn't he describes his sensations more than anything. Like uh, it's it's kind of 
it's interesting because he gets very descriptive, but at the same time, like he doesn't really concretely say, okay, I saw this. No, it's like, okay, like everything was hazy. And like, I had the distinct impression that, you know, this creature was, was before me. I was in a, you know, I couldn't move. Like he was, he was. One thing I thought was intriguing was, um, the way that he decided to try to ground whether, Oh, sorry. Whether or not like things are grounded in reality. Right. Uh, was that when he asked smell the smell? Right. Yeah. So they, they're communicating this, 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 this being is communicating with him and it asks him, you know, how can we calm you down? And he's like, well, let me, uh, what does he say? Like, I need to be able to, I need something to, to ground me uh, in this. Well, I think that was in his like description of the, right. Like that was in the narrative, but he he asked him, let let them smell him or let him smell them. It was a very, that was a very bizarre thing, but, um, uh, what is how does he well, maybe some it? some people find comfort in uh, their sense of smell? Well, the thing and, is, like, so, because the thing is, like, like well, smells are one thing that aren't like associated dreams. Yes, that's. And okay. I think okay, that okay, was I like part so. of his like he's like let me make sure this is a dream. If I can smell this, then like oh shit, and you know. What did, what did he say? He smelled like cheese and sulfur. Well, there were a few, yeah, yeah. a few scents. And cardboard. Um, I think it was cardboard when uh-huh. he smelled like the skin of the the visitor that allowed him to smell him. But when he was like in like the waiting the room, room or right. yeah, the round room, he described like cheese and sulfur. Yeah, that's right. Um, right. But maybe that was from the unwashed clothes and shit that were just left there because there were descriptions yeah. like you know like. They coveralls were, like strewn over he, furniture and shit he uh, he, he <clears throat> before he meets the uh, uh the visitor like when he's in that waiting room he does say that like he does comment like this place is filthy and uh mm-hmm. i don't think yeah, he actually unclean. said until yeah, yeah, yeah. until later that it's like oh there was dirty clothes everywhere and people oh no there. no he mentioned right off the bat that they were like okay. strewn clothing yeah I guess I don't remember that part, but yeah, he did. He did mention how like the room is disgusting, and uh, forgot what they told him. They said something like, "Well, don't worry about it, or it's not, it's not a big deal," kind of thing. I did think that was that was pretty bizarre, though, and like I didn't, I didn't think about how, yeah, like how that particular sensation is is uh, disconnected from what you would expect to. You know, fool you like in a in a dream in a dream. You know, like you, your vision or your your hearing uh, can be fooled. And those would have been the first things, like just offhand. Like if 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 uh, if I was going to think about something that's going to uh, sort of center you or whatever in like some kind of situation where you're you're completely fucking confused. Like I would I would exp- to me like I would think okay I want my I want to be able to see this or I want to be able to. Uh, well, no, because your sight can be fooled no. because that could be hallucination. Right. Your hearing right, right. could also be a your factor of hallucination. Touch. Your touch as well. But smell. But smell. Like, that's, that's not that's something... the one like isolated fucking sense. And right. that was really genius of him, I think. You know? So, yeah. Hi, Ray. Are you still here? I am. Uh, I was like actually <laughs> trying to look for uh, like an excerpt that I can read. Um, about some of the descriptions here. Oh. Um, 
because I have my my tabs here. Um, oh, your endless tabs be hard to yeah. find anything in that sea of fucking plastic, bud. <laughs> so for well, I, I have my uh, my color I have my color coding going on. So Ray has can, uh, apart from fucking I'm not sure what all he has underlined in the book, but there are like 60 tabs at least in this fucking book of shit he has bookmarked. <laughs> it's it's fucking silly, and I've got like five. <laughs> Well, um, it was primarily to like uh, get like little little details here and there. Um, one of the things I, I wanted to <laughs> say again, this is a little Nerd. not necessarily off topic, but um, uh, his description of um, one of the beans. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was. Um, it says he looks mean. He's little. He goes up to about the top of the lamp looking down at me got eyes big eyes big slanted eyes a bald head he's looking down at me and he's got a ruler in his hand and has a tip of silver he touches me i see pictures and he was mentioning about like um that's one thing i love about this book um when it comes to his like whether it's the hypnotic progression sessions or just his like, oh, this is what I remember happening sort of shit. He is a fucking author. But then he writes, he's like, me get hit stick. Me see flash. Flash bad. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's just fucking funny, man. Or, um, or maybe that, or maybe that was the nature of the validity of these experiences, you know, where he's like drawn like out of his intellectual state to. It was reduced this, this to raw, primitive. you know, experience of like the nuclear holocaust. They would show him some of the images, and well, well uh, you can go back to Michelle Remember's book, and when she like uh, reverts back to being like a five year old, and the way she speaks, right, uh, while she's under hypnosis and stuff like that. Well, so, that's cool, but. Whitley was recalling stuff when he was in his twenties or thirties. No, no, but I, I'm saying like whenever they, I think he mentions at some point uh, when he got into that state, like he wasn't himself anymore. Right. So he's so he's kind of like outside uh, the of fear his own is so powerful to you know? make his personality completely evaporate. It was a, not a yeah. theoretical or mental experience, but something profoundly physical. Whitley ceased oh, to exist. Word. What was left was yeah, a, like Whitley ceased like, to exist. I remember him writing that at one point. Dude. Yeah. What was left was a body in a state of raw fear mm-hmm. so great that it swept about him like a thick suffocating curtain, turning paralysis into a condition that seemed close to death. Uh, I stand corrected. He doesn't think his and ordinary... Look at you, Roland, using the book. Yeah. <laughs> you actually read it, maybe. <laughs> I've read it. All right. Um, and so like, no, like you, So like you, you mentioned it perfectly here. He says he dies and a wild animal appeared in his place. Yeah, uh, so he's just remains. like going on pure instinct again, hence yes. the smell. Uh, oh, to kind of like so see, that's, his kind of I, I mental your, state, you know. Your explanation of like how the sense of smell could could be used to to ground him, as opposed to what he actually or what he sort of says here is that you know, as an animal, those that's one of the basic or st- strongest senses that they identify mm-hmm. with or used to identify, uh, um, you know, uh, their situation surroundings sense of smell so um yeah he that that happens to him and uh he's 
in that that filthy room or whatever uh with with these little the little well, people right? okay so speaking of little people should we be able to talk about the the visitors themselves because there's, yeah i mean there's various like types four yeah, types yeah it's it's visitors. a little it's a bit much um, well, I guess there's five because later he mentions like the insect-like uh, right. entity, but uh, you know, but he he mentions the insect-like entity, but he also says um, that I don't, I don't know if I read it in the book or in one of the articles where he's being interviewed that the insect type of entity was uh, the one that's on the cover or the original cover. Yeah, exactly. Of, uh, oh no, book. no, yeah, it no, wasn't. He, there were parts yeah. of it. Parts of it were like seem to have an exoskeleton, and so that's where yeah, he yeah, got yeah. that that right. sense of. Right, and he talked about like the, like the false lips and shit, and right. like only like really the eyes were real about this entity, right? Um, and that was inscribed like on the first like version of the book, and I was kind of bummed out. Like I've seen that image, but the cover of the book that uh, I know that you and I read, Ray, and I assume the same version that Roland read. Just have like the UFO like in the horizon. No, Roland. Roland has the original cover. Yeah. Oh, that's what's so up. I, yeah. I got the picture of uh, of the. Like, uh, you ab- know, it's it's funny ab- is that ab- the, the way he describes the the beans uh, seems more true to form in the movie Fire in the Sky <laughs> than it does in the actual movie. Of it Communion. really does. No, that's. Yeah, uh, like the, in the movie uh, Communion, like those fucking. Beans are like look like fucking Ewoks, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like they they scrap fucking like, ridiculous like man. Like <laughs> and um, angry four year olds fucking mobbing him or whatever. <laughs> just, but yeah. So like the main the main female but, um, that he speaks with has those has those characteristics. Like so, him. we should uh, perhaps circle back and maybe just talk about the. Um, events that Willie experienced. Okay. Um, uh, do you want to? We talked about like him in his bedroom and experiencing bullshit. You know, um, you, like specifically what happens. Yeah. Because I, they... I think that, I think that's important for uh, people who haven't read this book. You know, well, it's so it's when they approach him, it seems like well, because what what happens right is that everyone has has gone to sleep. Well, and... actually, I'll preface it with this. Whitley, he later realized why, but he became very paranoid about home security. So at this cabin, they have it, even though it's like isolated as fuck, like their nearest neighbors, like a mile away or something like right. that. Yeah. He has, you know, advanced security he gets, systems, yeah, he gets motion detectors, uh, motion detecting lights, like. Yeah. The whole nine hours, and even a fucking shotgun, and like every night he does like a silent sweep of the fucking house. That's that's um, after after his encounter, right? No, I I, I thought it was no after no. His this is before he like he had, paranoid. He had a bit of paranoia even before that, but not something that he could rationalize. He just right had it. because the equipment was already in place when he had some of his main experiences. And so like there were I didn't points think where he, he was like, why didn't the fucking time. alarm go off? 
Right. Like, okay. He's like, right. oh, I tried to turn the lights on. I flicked the switch. Then, nothing. The power was dead. Mm-hmm. The alarm system was still on because it had a battery backup, but it didn't matter to them. Right. Yeah. You know, they didn't. Um, they didn't. It wasn't tripped at all. That's right. So, okay. in this situation, with all this fantastic shit we're about to talk about, you know. Whitley had, you know, alarms, fucking a gun, fucking You're right. lights that fucking triggered on movement. You know, it was fucking, you know, Fort Knox. And still these things we're going to talk about happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess should we start with uh, December 26th, which was I guess was the first time he remembered initially. Well, yeah, that's um, kind of like where we've been like hovering no, over. No, it started, yeah, but like uh, we hadn't really yeah. like, talked about like what happened. Uh, so, I mean, again, I think we mentioned that he, again, it's how it initially starts. He can feel someone in the room, right? He sees like these little figures or a little figure in the room kind of in the dark, but he's not completely aware if that person or thing is actually there. Um. And from, again, from what I remember reading this book is that, like, he goes from being in the bedroom to trying to tell, wake wake up his wife. She doesn't wake up. And then he ends up in this place, this waiting room, so to speak. Uh, do y'all have any, like, better recollection of that begun oh, again because I I, 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 I I keep he, uh, when, when I when I think more of like the the incidents that happened I think of the other incident with the the crystal the light, yeah. the light okay. and all that shit or, um, well with the uh, incident on December 26th um, there is you know some entity in like the corner of the room and he recalls you know asking it, you know like is there someone there like there has to be someone there like um, and then he gets rushed. Right. Right. And yeah. he gets extracted from his bedroom. And then the next he remembers is uh, being in the woods, uh, sitting on like this uh, like chair thingy. And it shoots up into space. And he describes, right, right, you right. know, seeing the trees, you know, descending from his view. And he starts getting scared because he's like, well, fuck, my family's down there. My, my wife, my son, I just want to be back with them. Um, but then the next thing he remembers is being in, like, basically an examination room where, Ray, do you want to take over the horrors that unfold for all <laughs> Whitley? Okay, so um... his lips. Um, so, so basically, in this uh, scenario, uh, Wheatley is there's an operation that occurs, and he is kind of pricked. he's in protest the entire time though. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. Um, there, there was one part. Oh, uh, here, here it is. Um, it says um, he, he's kind of he's he's in terrible fear at this point, and this is direct from the book. It says. Uh, can we help you? Can we help you stop screaming? And can we help you stop screaming? And he says, "You can let me smell you." And then that's when he, um, he puts his cheek to the face, and then he smells the Actually, person. What I think is the most 
like powerful interaction he has with these dudes on that incident um, is when they tell him that they're going to do an operation on him. And yeah, yeah, I, you actually, don't, I was, you don't have the right. Yeah, that's yeah. actually right and after here. Then they tell him, "We do have the right." Yeah, he says, so, um, it, the, "The entity says, or the the being says, we won't hurt you." Says, "I'm not going to let you do an operation on me. You uh, you have absolutely no right." And then it says, "We do have the right." And that was it. Bang! There was nothing to it. I yeah. thought they were going to cut me whole, cut my whole head open, and there, but there was nothing to it. And then Dr. Dr. Klein, the person uh, who's performing the hypnosis, says, what happened? And he says, just a bang in the back behind the head, and that's all. Just not loud, just bang. She's sitting right in front of me the whole time, just looking at me. And they're moving around back there, and I can sense them. But I was looking so. at her. And she drew something up from below. And then that's, <laughs> that's when uh says, Jesus, is that your penis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it says, I thought it was a woman and makes a deep grunting sound. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, says, that that's goes uh, right. Th- that goes right in me. Another grunt, punching it in me, punching it in me. And I'm going to throw up. I'm not going to, th- I'm going to throw up on them. It says, then they began to try and open my mouth with their hands. Yeah. Yeah. It says, what do you so, keep, uh, what do you keep wanting to do? with my mouth for, what do sorry what do you keep wanting to do with my mouth so they keep trying to put something in my mouth they're real they're real she put her cheek right up to me and they're real so i guess he could smell her again and then a voice tells him that she, uh he is the chosen chosen one and he says, he's though. he's like i don't believe that for a minute yeah he's like you're full of shit he goes, that's and, ridiculous yeah and uh they respond and, and and i guess it should be mentioned that they're not I, I don't know if he's speaking out loud but they're not like they're what seem to be they seem it's to be just like telepathic like, right yeah they're, they're speaking into his mind right and, uh, they he gets he gets he hears them say oh no yeah like you're the chosen one you're the chosen one but he can hear a tone of amusement in their voice yeah like you know like well and they're, also they're like he would look at their features and like there were other instances where um he would see like you know amusement in their like right. faces, or what what he what he felt was was amusement, not mm-hmm. not really having a real understanding of what the fuck is going on. Or well, I was I was referring more like later in the book when they actually like when he decided to try to like kind of commune with them, and yeah. they did show up, and he couldn't even like fucking you know hit a light switch, right? And so all he did was smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they pissed off, but yeah. so when he's he's being examined, um, what would you say? Like, is this the second or the third type of uh, visitor that he runs into? Because the first ones, it's like, doesn't he mention in there that they have? Are you talking about those dudes? Uh, I think so. Like they're like he they, mentions how they have different. Uh, um, uh, they have different like. Uh, roles, you know, like some of them are, are researchers, some of them are, uh, I guess, soldiers, that sort of thing. Um, oh, I yeah, think like that goes back to like the kind of like the four the grunts or whatever. Five times after like the with the insect ish kind of species, but like right. uh, so there were the short blueish grayish dudes, right? The ones with the hats, 
yes, the hats and then the right. They had a like armor sort of shit with like yeah. the triangles on them. <laughs> it was like an armor skin. It it didn't really, it didn't really. It's it didn't really seem like they were wearing an outfit. It just sort of like he just sort of describes it as 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 uh as their skin uh was you it, had uh, like the tallish elongated ones more like the common grays i guess that like right now we're like modern ufo parlance but some of these wore like cardboard suits from mm-hmm. like the 50s and just so i imagine them, like showing up with like it's like gangsters and shit with like pinstripe <laughs> suits and like fucking fedoras and shit and, like wouldn't it be terrible if your house burned down Right. The accidents happen. Come with us, and they won't. You know? we'll, 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 we'll take care of you. Oh, we won't want anything to happen to you. We, we're your friends. We're looking out for you. You know. Bend over. Yeah, uh, one of the, I guess, it's not amusing, but it is kind of amusing parts. Again, when uh, he's he's in under hypnosis and he's talking about how the the voice and i'm assuming the voice of the woman that he what he perceives to be a woman right. says, oh, can, can you be harder yeah and it says can i be harder oh lord didn't know i was hard like that he goes yeah. no now not with you around i no, can't be yeah. harder and the yeah. voice says uh what would you like me to be is what would I like you to be? I'd like you to be a dream. Is what I would like you to be. Yeah. And, so, and the <laughs> voice like, says, yeah. "I can't. I can't be that." Yeah, it was like completely backfires. I'm like, "What the fuck did you think he was gonna say, Madonna?" Oh man, that's yeah. that's oh, good. All right, eighties. Uh... What I needed. <laughs> Just what I need. Michelle Pfeiffer. Get it after it. <laughs> Perfect. Um. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, he was uh he was half half in, half out on on there or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He hadn't and, even realized um, it. I, he was like, I, what? I don't know if they get any deeper. And like um, was the thing like up his ass when he was like yeah. half hard? Yeah. So like, like, it was like she's wow, talking about like, how he's getting pumped it, or whatever, and at one point they it, like it just they yeah. just leave it in him and he's just there like, uh okay, and then that's when they start asking him, like, okay, so how you know, like How's it looking down there? And uh, <laughs> because he does mention, like he doesn't re- he doesn't remember when it stopped. Like he doesn't remember when. Right. Like, I guess when they when they pulled out. <laughs> but they showed it to him. Yes, yes, they do. And yeah, his like, description hey, is it, it has. In you. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, very penisy shaped with uh, with a with a with with, a, cage with a, on a, a cage on the tip. I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah, that's some uh, heavy duty shit. Thought right like yeah, maybe to attract like fecal matter or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, did they let it? Like they they showed it to him. And I was like, did you smell it? Like I don't like why. <laughs> It's like when they just take you to Taco Bell and then wait like six hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There you go. This is what you did. I, I, I think um, for this story, like this is the one thing that kind of um, made uh, everyone kind of yeah kind like, of pass it off as we like were, whatever we were talking like, about that the media yeah. the, the media fucking like turned it into a joke like ha 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 butt stuff aliens. 
he got probed, yeah. you know, and like, and, yeah. and from his perspective, and he he's he's very serious about the fact. Yeah, that he exactly. Got like, yeah. so I was I was telling Ray, this is the kind like, of shit. He's very like clinical about it, you know. Yeah. Like this this is what discourages people from even wanting to talk about this stuff. The fucking stigma that like the fucking community like destroys them with uh, kinds of things like this. We, we we can laugh because yeah like ha 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 you know like but like those motherfuckers are supposed to be professionals they're they're supposed to be fucking like reporting like an assault and instead oh, but, you know you no know, like, I they, guess speak they, for yourself because I mean joke. I don't laugh about this shit you know oh like, whatever dude this is a, like like you've no, seen I, so I mean in that like how we can be immature Daniel can you get closer to the mic with oh, our humor yeah sure. You know, better? like it's like yeah. like a that's a whole like a, inch difference. Holy shit! Learn it's like a fucking ones. South Park episode or whatever, where like fucking the first one ever, Cartman ends up getting probed and like shooting a a giant antenna out of his ass. Like it's funny, but like if you if you if you disconnected the humor from that and just like looked to the context, like okay, a child went up into space and was like assault, you know, sexually assaulted. You know, that's not well. Yeah, and not, with not all these visual right. experiences, it's like you know. Nobody has ever declared like I was there. I had a I had a Coors Light with right. fucking Zimbop yeah. and uh, they, gave, they gave me a reach around and <laughs> they, like they gave me a reach around while they put that probe up my butt and that was my one condition and I was fine with it. Yeah, and uh, now release, I'm on baby. unsolved mysteries talking about this. You know, um, <laughs> nothing now like I'm... that's ever happened, man. And it's bullshit because like. No, you know, Ray, you've talked about how you're ready and shit. And like at this point, I was like, man, I'm fucking ready. Like, let me either get like pull up in a spaceship or fucking see some like city just, commissioner morph into a reptilian for a I just, second. You know, so just like, like you just see Ray, you just see Ray like being pulled up in in into the into the fucking UFO. And like before he's even before they even say hello or do anything, he's like um taking his belt off and like pulling down his pants and they're like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like. Like, what? Uh, what? Hey, imagine hey, Ray hey, the hey. beam, and then whoever's ready. around him, Ray just has thumbs up to them. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, high five, buddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, get propulated tonight. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Not well. even like, you know, you know, and they could just, like, you know, make him be a mining slave on some, like, asteroid colony, like, 14 fucking million light years away, but yeah. as Ray's being taken away in the initial fucking beam, he's just like, Yeah, it's he's real. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. he's getting pulled up there, but, but first, all right. <laughs> and then you get to the ship and you're like, Hey guys, and they hand you a fucking pick, right? Yeah. <laughs> you go, you go, you go, no, no, wait, like, hold on, let me, let me undo my pants here, like, right, yeah, hold on, <laughs> no, like, no, 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 that's no, 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 he you tried to point? talk about these things. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he, he tries to talk about this stuff or whatever, and um, they they trivialize it. And so he does. He he goes he goes back to it a couple of times. 
Uh, and and not even just in the book, but like even in interviews that he's done, he's he's talked about in a, in a very serious tone about how sure I mean like it's it's made a joke that he's raped and and it yeah it's kind of it's kind of hard if, it's he, it's, if he was a comedian or if he were a comedian he would be the straight man every time like this guy is just like you know in all of the fucking little tidbits of interviews that I've like checked out with him, he is just completely level headed with it. It's not right. like, Oh, and, and, and the, the aliens, the, the, they came and, and my wife, she wouldn't wake up. You know, he's just like, and then this thing happened to me and it was really strange. And I, I just have to assume that very after all of my research, so like they're from somewhere, they might be us, but I don't know that. But uh, right. I've been able and to communicate with them. It, it's, it's funny because we, we talked about that, Roland, like how he kind of has like the, the same kind of tone and man, on the same tone when he talks about his story, like kind of like Bob Lazar. Like there's no, yeah, exactly. it doesn't sound fantastical. He's just kind of, this is what happened and right. this is what I saw and I can't really make, I can't claim that well, there's and like aliens a or this fire and that, the you know? sky guy. Yeah, like yeah. Travis Walton, same thing. Yeah, Travis Walton, thank you. Yeah, like these are all guys that it's like there's like and and I've checked out some Bob Lazar shit and yeah, they're all just, you know, very level headed, you know, there's like reporting facts about it. So that kinda like um makes it a little bit more difficult to to kind of put them in a that they're bullshitting category. Right. No, yeah. Um uh, but anyways, uh I think that we should look at the sales of Whitley Strieber's books, though. Maybe he was in a slump, and he was like, let me get this alien shit going, and it's <laughs> well, all, I, all I, bullshit. I, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I think he I was still doing pretty point, well at this already, point. He was he was in, yeah. a, in a good, like, oh, yeah, financial no, no, position. Just, I'm just yeah. fucking so, around, you know, like... <laughs> You know, uh, speaking of like the, we're we're talking about this main uh, December twenty sixth incident, but uh, oh, let's kind of like go over like the incident prior to this, which was on October fourth, where they were at the cabin. October fourth, nineteen eighty five, and they had uh, their friends uh, Jacques Jacques is his name, I guess, and his lady friend Annie. Let's just go with Jacques. Jacques, yeah. It was like and, yeah, Annie Gottlieb or something like that. And, yeah, I don't, I don't want to like go over their names because I can barely pronounce their last names. Um, well, I can't remember really Jacques. So it's like it's like Jacques, Jacques. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not really important. They're they're not. Uh, they're 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 so minor anyway, persons in this whole um, situation. Just the background, though, I guess I'll go through it. Um, there was uh, one time in October. Uh, where uh, Whitley, his wife Anne, their son, who's never named in the book, uh, and their friends Annie and Jacques, uh, were going to go up to the the cabin and just have you know like a couple days out sort of thing. And uh, they have they drive out later than they usually do, so they have like dinner at a restaurant, and it's very important that none of them got hammered. Mm. It's like they had a glass of wine and then described and then it was described as a drink. Um, then they go home and everyone's like, you know, like tuckered out. So they all immediately go to bed and then who wants to take it out from there? Ray or Roland? 
How about Roland? So I this one I I don't quite remember so well. Um, Did you read the book? Yeah, it's no, fine. no. Like <laughs> what what stood out to me about this interesting was how Ray take over. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> no, Roland, continue. Go ahead, Dick. So uh, at one point, like it's in the middle of the night, and their house gets filled with light. Um, the the um, the guest uh, Jacques. Uh, recalls that um, he sort of wakes up and he thinks that it's it's like 10, 10 in the morning, like it's broad daylight, but he knows that, uh, uh, you know, it's not like it's in the middle of the night, but they, they can they can clearly see everything. And um, later they describe uh, an actual uh, an actual ship that's floating above the house. It's it was apparently it was a giant crystalline shape, you know, a giant crystal shaped uh uh, house that was just or excuse me ship that was hovering above the house um and in this uh Schreiber, um i th- like i think he starts it off like like how he does his the other encounter he uh is experiencing a form of like sl- what seems to be sleep paralysis yeah, sure yeah. he, he doesn't he say that i don't think he move, says yeah. that necessarily he but like, he says he can't that, move but yeah he, he never says he that gets, no. He gets the feeling, yeah. No, excuse, no. He he never says that, but that's that's the way it seemed to me that like no, how he starts out most of his encounters. Perfect like, description of like he, the phenomenon. He's aware of his surroundings, large. but he he can't do anything. Like he's completely, uh, he's completely, uh, you know, uh, unable to to react or to respond to anything. But he's but he can he can he's aware of them uh, of of what's he going does, on. He does, he does mention that he wakes up, sees the light. And right, kind and of thinks, has like a sense of urgency. Roof, and, he yeah, thinks the roof is on fire. Yeah. But then yeah, he goes yeah. back then to he sleep. Goes right back to sleep immediately. Yeah. Right, exactly. And uh, at oh, one point, one thing I think. Oh, sorry, like rolling continue a sec. But like one thing I think that's like neat. It's like right in the book when he talks about like when he goes right to sleep, he's like, "That is not the first like unusual thing I would do that night." And that um, that light comes back a couple other times with his like experiences with the visitors because like the way they're able to disable him or whatever just uh they totally uh, makes him like react like irrationally to like crazy stimuli um don't they yeah, go ahead roll. like tap him on the head with that uh that that ruler the wand, wand. The yeah wand. yep he, oh yeah the one i mentioned earlier mm-hmm. yeah um i was trying to remember if it the the grays in the uh that in particular, there were the same as the ones that visited him at the later date. The little, the little guys with the hats, uh, or if it was another. I think it was another type. In was this, it? Well, uh, yeah, like in sense, yeah, yeah, because he talked about those like four types, but then like two yeah. or three of the types of the aliens were all like kind of just variations of the same dudes. Right. I think for the most part, their eyes. But were I think like the little the like uh, like blue gray grunts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, like the, the ones, the ones in blue are like wearing like overalls, right? Uh, like they have, overalls like, there's uh, one that he describes wearing like kind of like uh, armor, square plated, like mm-hmm. they're like uh, triangle discs yeah. and circle discs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the other guys wearing blue coveralls, right? Um, but then I just got reminded now of like potentially a sixth kind of alien, the uh, the one in white that. Poked his head out of the fire, escaped to the nanny, that poked all of them in the bellies and shit. Right, right, right. And 
So um, they were saying that was like a little ghost, that. right? Like that's what Anne. Right. Yeah. yeah it was, they thought it was, it was like Casper. Uh, yeah. 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 It. Uh, it, it. They. It, it was. What did she say about it? Like it had, you know, hands and legs, but it had no toes. It had pointed feet, and she like repeats that several times. It had pointed feet mm-hmm. uh, when they were trying to uh, like ask her to describe it in detail. That was. For some reason, that was something that she uh, uh, fix, seemed to fixate on. But um, so after the the gray like puts him puts him under with that that wand, um, I don't remember exactly what happened to him. Doesn't he just sort of wake up the next day? Well, actually, and... there's a whole lot of things that happen. Oh well, so no, like, yeah, I was going to get into like, didn't um, he he get the impression that like they went and visited his son? Uh, was that? Was that oh, yeah, well, that, well no, at some point screaming, he screaming actually. Yeah, exactly. He, he he actually gets up. He when he wakes up again, he gets up thinking that the roof is on fire. Right. He goes over to like get his son and he tells Anne like the roof is on fire, but I don't think she like No, really she doesn't move at all. She doesn't whatever, really register yeah. it. She's yeah. Like, and then oh, he comes yeah, into contact okay. with he comes into contact with uh, his friend and right. um same thing. He 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 notices he had noticed the light, but like no one the next day no one said anything. No, they didn't. Um, uh, they felt something was off, but none none of them none of them like they all went they all just went went about their business at that point. And later, after the after a while, um, I don't recall. Out, I don't recall yeah. if it was it was Streber himself that went to ask his his friendos about what happened, or if they approached him. I wanted to say that no, uh, Struber approached them. He but approached maybe we should them? focus okay. on the events of October the fourth first. Okay, uh, so they hear they hear the, their child screaming, right? And uh, what what happened at that point? Like, didn't they didn't they basically abduct abduct the child or, or like set him aside on a? They, like a is this, this well, is the actually, time where they took him to the porch. It's unclear whether they took him yeah, to the porch on that date or not. Because yeah. it's because of uh, Whitley's various visitor experiences. It wasn't set like. They didn't say like October fourth or December twenty sixth. The little doctors, as his son identified them as, took him out of the porch. But at one point they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids screaming and shit, and Willie's trying to go like get it sorted, and he gets taken. Mm-hmm. Um, during that event, at some point, but um. Yeah, as you mentioned, the next day, you know, even though, like, everyone in that household has these crazy experiences, there's, like, you know, having a nice little pleasant breakfast and, like, hey, let's go swim in the pond and hooray, you know. Yeah, no one really, like, mentions anything that happened the night before. They kind of just go about their business. And, um, again, he he does go about, he he does, um, Ask them later about the situation, and then they he does bring uh, Jacques does bring about the fact that he did see a light, and that. But he does mention uh, Wheatley does talk briefly in the book about asking his son, and his son uh, does describe the little doctors and how they took him to the porch. And again, it's not exactly clear on what date this was uh, this occurred at. And right. the, I think the kid is not doesn't have like real fear about the situation. He just kind of like, kind of as a matter of fact about the whole the whole thing. And, and you know, uh, actually, the sorry, Ray, but like 
the the most compelling things about Whitley's story that like maybe go like maybe this is a thing is how r- rational he allegedly was about figuring out what's going on because like he talked to his neighbor about like their floodlights, right, and. Right. They well, try to figure out like could it be a like cars from the road? He blamed, well, he, no, yeah, there's no he, way for he, it. To, he flat out blamed him and said, "No, like, he did." You guys yeah, right. But the thing like, is, like, but after when they started investigating, there was like, "Oh wait, no, yeah, yeah." Like, they did. They the did test about at the time, and and he becomes so they very rule uh, out all these things as to like how he, he becomes an very incredible light could be cast in their like fucking house at you know two o'clock in the morning or whatever it was, you know. Yeah. Um, but the entire approach that Whitley writes that he adopted during the time of these events was incredibly pragmatic. I mean, like his first thoughts were, "I'm fucking crazy." Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm cracking. Like, and that's dope. Yeah, uh, throughout th- throughout the book, the um, validity, man. Like uh, throughout the book, I did tell Roland his like perception of everything, man. Yeah, throughout throughout the throughout the book, I, I did mention to Roland that um, it makes the book kind of have more again, like you said, Daniel, the validity that he is constantly questioning whether or not this is actually real, and whether or not it's in his own head that that any of these things are actually happening. Um, He's never says outright and at any point that this is fact and this is what happened and, or calls even these beings aliens or calls them, uh, your version is visitors, but he, first, but he does um, have these neat discussions. I'm glad you kind of broached on this, Ray, where he talks about his, like his perception. Yeah. Becomes like very like, target at one point in the book you know and it's very clear that it's like this is my perception of these events you know they you know and that makes me think about other stuff i've been reading in alien land that i don't want to go into right now because i'm kind of hammered and Mm. it takes us really (laughs) off course um because david ike and also uh williard uh or sorry william branley comes to mind yeah but those are whole other. So I forgot to mention universes. <laughs> like during during this event on, on on October, what actually woke him up was like a, like the sound of a large a loud bang. Like yeah. he describes and, it as as thunder without the lightning. But in, and you know, his backwards. his his wife also mentions uh, describes yeah. it as the night of the bang. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's it it's was a thunder very foggy without night. the lightning. Right. They they he he described it as in backwards because. Usually you hear it and then you see the light, and instead they see a light and then they hear the noise. And right. um, see, uh, yeah. So like she barely apparently says that a bunch of people told her it was okay. You just threw your shoe at a fly, and then he's like, "What people?" Oh, no, and she's like, "Just a bunch of people, people who were around." No, oh, his son. Me, the son, the son, the son. Yeah. I'm sorry. When he because when he the wife, him, she was like, you know, trying to like. Yeah, they were telling her like you know, it's okay. You're not supposed to know. Like, right, right. Yeah. That's that's explained later when she mm-hmm. when she goes under. Yeah. Uh, she keeps saying that um, 
Wheatley is supposed to go, but I'm not supposed to go. Right. Yeah. Like, or he's supposed to go, and I'm not supposed to know. Like, I'm supposed to stay and here. They they, they ask yeah. her like, why would you say that? And she's like, it's kind of like when you're told as a child by your parent to do something or not to do something, you just listen. And and she, and they're like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, look, that's just what I what I got from that. That's what I did. I was I didn't understand it like i was just yeah yeah. exactly i just was meant to be there and not to respond like it was for him like whitley had to go yeah so she didn't and 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 under 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 her hypnosis um she she says that wheatley is not a down-to-earth guy no and that that this is all happening because of his fucking head they tell him that he is, and she's like, yeah. she disagrees. She's yeah. like, no, he's not. Like, and she's like, it's and, because of his mind, but he or is his not head. Crazy. She says because of his head, right. and yeah. I'm, I was kind of curious about what she meant by that necessarily. Like, is it because he's like he's a little off like the wall in his mind, or he's he's very imaginative? Right, that's what and she well, said. No, because she, she describes she him as a down to earth guy, but the visitors are interested in him because of his mind. Right. So there's something apparently special about Whitley that is not identified in the books, or in um, this book particularly, or in this book, yeah, yeah. But sorry, I was mentioning the little bit of transformation that I've read, which I oh, didn't okay. like. Um, um the, I was trying to find uh, where they described the uh, the ship, and they don't actually, they don't actually call it a ship. He just says that uh, there are trains, man. A, a yeah. clear crystal standing on a oh, and that is yeah. Oh, you're talking about the, the situation. Uh, one of the incidents that he re- he regresses back to is when he's on the train with his father child, and his yeah, sister. Twelve, and he sees at some point during this trip, he sees the female. Uh, yeah, and he sees a father who's kind of scared. The the his sister who's kind of I, they're like parallel ways. Yeah, so after his. This 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 comes like he doesn't uh, mention. I think he this. was nine years old when this happened. He was uh, somewhere twelve. There. Twelve, sorry, yeah. He doesn't sort of start remembering these things until after uh, some of the December, the, the, therapies, yeah. Right, but after he has the December encounter, um, apparently, or like what it seemed is like they either um, implanted some fabricated memories into him or some some things that he were that there were either intentionally repressed or he may have repressed himself where he's talking about how his father passes away or like uh the details like uh oh feeling his scene. father's yeah. death and uh he it, it it was a completely different um um like occurrence from what he remembered or what he was told by his mother and what happened and so after this is when it starts sort of looking at, okay, like what other kinds of memories does he have? Or is he like, are, are coming back uh, that, you know, involved his childhood? That's when he starts questioning uh, his own, I, well, I guess his own sanity at that point. I, I think uh, this he is when he, he, he talks about like screen memories. Right. And yes. uh, when he brings those so that's, up, that's he, how he, he described them after right. afterwards. Like he he, he, ta- he talks about a situation and when he tell he's he's told people in the past that he was um, present when the oh, Charles right. Whitman shootings were going on, but that yeah, wasn't the case. And and the reason that's why he left Austin mm-hmm. uh, yeah. apparently. 
yeah, and yeah. there was he another. Yeah, he he was never there, and but he told um, me that he was gone yeah. for weeks on like a quote unquote holiday because right, right. he like right. relocated to so, London and then like bugged out for like a month. So that yeah. So as, as you guys remember, after his December encounter, like I guess that would probably be the first sort of uh, screen memory that they mention in the book, and that's when he remembers. Was it seeing an owl? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He distinctly recalls. Uh, he thought he saw something fly past the window, and then he right, saw exactly. an owl. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but but it's, to... it's 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 cool that he kind of admits this, but that also kind of like brings the reader or any audience who's ever who's going through this book gives a little bit of doubt, but can also give a little validity to what he's saying because he can admit the fact that he's fabricated these memories. That's very possible that yeah, but, but he doesn't he doesn't know if it's an artificial fabrication, right, uh, or mm-hmm. one that he himself uh, uh, imagined and uh, right. or you know creates. Um, but he does mention when he starts to sort of look into it, like into other uh, occurrences of of the the phenomenon, that. Uh, those sorts of things are also reported in others and in, in the accounts of other uh, abductees or or people that have been visited. They 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 recall, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, originally they their memories were something that was completely unrelated to what actually happened. Like they'll remember, a, a, you know, like a I don't know, like a like a like a dog barking instead. It's like there's some like like how you said those, those screen memories. Like they remember something that they question because it just seems sort of out of place and uh, off in some way, and then that's when okay, these 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 things start to kind of like uh, fall apart, and then the the actual I guess the actual experiences start to uh, you know start to start to come back to them. All right. But so. That was so we we've, we've gone through like the first two encounters, which in a yeah, way they which go, are the they main go, ones, yeah. which in a way they're backwards because he starts off talking about the December experience right. and then jumps to October, jumps back which to, happened yeah, a few right. months earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and after that he starts jumping back to his childhood, right? Yeah, but those are like when he's going under hypnosis, and uh, that's when yes. he starts so, remembering all those other things. How long does and, he go? Uh, after the December experience, he goes like what, like two years or so, before he goes and decides to actually try to uh, understand like uh, what he experienced. Wasn't it? Well, wasn't I, I I know he. I don't I don't recall the years, but he does come into or, contact with Bud Klein, right? Who is? Um, I thought he kind of kind of puts. Uh, I'm sorry, not Bud Klein. Uh, is it Bud Klein? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, and then he's, no, he's, right. he's Bud later. Hopkins. No, Bud, Bud Hopkins. Hopkins and, yeah. and he's later introduced to Don <laughs> Klein. Don Klein, yeah. Uh, Bud Hopkins yeah. is the is the guy who kind of uh, I guess he's a UFOlogist as well. He his book that is claimed to fame is uh, Missing Time, and he kind of puts him in contact with uh, Donald Klein, where the, the, the psychiatrist, and which uh, allows him to go under hypnosis, where he recalls all these memories and stuff like that uh one of the other memories that i did want to touch on that he brought up that kind of i gave again gave some more validity to what he was talking about when he 
recalled that he, um, him and a friend of his saw like something in the sky. Oh, word. when they were like kids and he called them and they didn't ask he just asked them if he saw anything weird and then he his friend mentioned that they saw something in the sky and uh that kind of gives um uh, wheatley kind of uh an idea of like yeah, these 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 uh these uh like beans were kind of account. like yeah these beans were kind of a, a part of his um life even younger than he recalled right and there was a other situation where he told a friend of his that he that some spacemen showed him how to build the anti-gravity uh, machine yes so oh, yeah so that i i i had a little trouble taking that seriously to me that was just because he says himself like as a child he was always getting himself into trouble right like, okay so these these spacemen give him like the idea to create an anti-gravity device, which so somehow he he makes his own electromagnets and yeah. plugs them into the house and pretty much shorts out the fucking wiring from all, you know, and everything. I think he says, yeah. like, the bulbs, the light bulbs in the house burst and... uh um, fire or whatever. Right, yeah. so the, the few well, days A portion later, of the house, yeah. Of, so, okay, fire. so, like... He no, doesn't no, mess no. up the bulbs like they like. Oh yeah, the, know, bulbs, like the bulbs burst and shit. Yeah, the yeah. bulbs mm -hmm. burst. He runs downstairs and he's like, "What happened?" You know, and they're like, yeah. like he totally plays it off like a kid. You know, like, "Oh, I don't. What? 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 How did this happen?" You know, and then it even says there he had a like a a very strong urge to leave the house like the next like day or a couple of days. So he goes to his grandma's, and then he finds out that the house gets you know on fire specifically in his room where he plugged that shit in and he's like so this i i thought that was funny and stupid uh like kid shit until he says he flat out debunks it himself he's like i don't know that that was due to me or to the to the aliens like trying to cover up what i did so much as the wiring the old wiring in the house going to hell because right, I'm an idiot right. and i'm fucking around with the outlets you know kinds of things so He's really good about sort of uh, backtracking. Covering, yeah, backtracking, but covering all of his. But like, when it comes to that anti grav device, there was that other guy. Right, the one who created one in the barn that burned right. down mysteriously. Years later, yeah, correct. And it was a very, if not identical, very similar uh, method that he did. Only that guy reported that uh, wasn't he injured or something like that when like a. Like a car engine or something like, or whatnot was pulled. Every all the metal was pulled to the center of the room where he constructed that device. And like, think he gets like oh, injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he gets injured. He gets like, like an engine, a, or a engine or something. Engine or something. Yeah, he says like a fucking. He says a car engine. Yeah, exactly. Hits him in the head. Like, okay, <laughs> that would kill somebody, right? <laughs> that would fucking and, kill him. Yeah, but, exactly. What but, was interesting about that guy was that um, apparently, because Willie built his device in 1958. Daniel, get closer to the mic. I'm sorry. I was super close too. That's weird. Um, <laughs> I, I I mean I can hear you all right, but no, I can hear you, but I I can hear a little bit of the room, and I'm just kind of oh, like, no, you yeah. shut up, because <laughs> um, I'm like almost kissing the mic now, and that sucks. Yeah, yeah. But um, so up. the other guy who built a anti-gravity device similar to Willie, uh, Willie did his device in 1958. This guy built his in 1985, mm -hmm. but they both allegedly received instruction around the same time because 
the visitors that talked to this other guy were like, oh, you're going to remember this shit in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he, apart from getting hit in the head with a motor, which should have killed him, right? Uh, the barn burned down the burned next down day. Burned down mysteriously the next yeah. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, spooky. So, yeah, like, it's, it's just like another, what, what, like a well, like a, another thread that sort of like supports his uh, right. his experiences uh, going back from his childhood. Um, it started out as very fucking suspicious and stupid, and then like okay, it just sort of um, it catches itself, or he he catches himself in, right. in what happens, and then backs it up with with that other guy's um, designs or whatever after the fact, and so it's pretty damn compelling. Uh, at that point, talking about uh, <laughs> talking about a fucking ridiculous goddamn technology that apparently children are able to understand and build on their own, or at the very least, you know, like get the ball rolling for this kind of thing. Like, well, uh, rolling Bob Lazar is over here, like building rockets and shit on his bike uh, and shit like that. That was a grown ass man, <laughs> motherfucker. All right, like, and and good for him, fucking living the dream. Like, if any of one of us wouldn't uh, would wouldn't want to do something like that, shit. That's that's. I'd do it just to piss off well, the neighbors, and and we're we're just really upset the fact that Bob Lazar and his wife have a pretty sick house. Yeah, and exactly. We don't. They, it, it is nice. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay so, what what was interesting to me about when Anne uh, was uh, was put under uh, uh, the hypnotic uh, regression, or excuse me, not the regression, but um, when she was uh, went to went to get hypnotized um she i i don't rem- recall if she said this or if she sort of like was rationalizing it to herself in that the reason um uh because there's a there's a, apparently a mental block that was put on her just just sort of like the same as everyone else's but hers was much stronger and it was impossible for her to overcome it and actually remember uh much past a certain point um and the the she rationalized it as because um it was to protect uh whitley uh mm. her not being exposed or not having these these memories um uh come to light was uh put there because she is the one that keeps him sane and stable. Yeah, she's like the the she, rock, the supporter. Right, it, it, exactly. Yeah. Right. She's mm-hmm. she's the reason that that he you know uh, is able to uh, just you know to keep himself together after the fact, even though like unbeknownst to her when he's when he first experiences these uh, encounters, like he's going fucking insane. But um, she so to me that was that was. That was interesting uh, that like and she and and so in a way uh, because of I guess that block that was put in on her which we can only assume was put in there by the aliens by the visitors uh, the thing about about that particular uh, instance or that 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 particular uh, method that they used on her is that she agrees with it. She doesn't want to fight it. She's like no uh, like this is in here for a good reason and like uh we're not like i'm not going to try like to to do anything about it so um 
that I thought was very interesting. Uh, not so much that like she was in denial of anything, but in that she was sort of like, okay, this is for the greater good of my, uh, you know, my family. Um, and so she, I guess, subconsciously uh, uh, reinforced uh, the uh, the burying, the burial, the the like that. Those memories fucking stayed. Uh, stayed repressed and uh, all she remembers is uh, I guess well because she's never abducted as far as as far as we know she's just there and like no I mean there's there's never a point in time where she claims or it's suggested that she was abducted she she kind of it's weird to say but like it seems like she knows her place in this right. whole scenario that's right and she, and she doesn't like which comes clear later but yeah, yeah there's definitely a role she fills and yeah she like knows her place so to speak yeah she's she's very she's a lot more accepting of 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 what happens All right uh, but 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 for like a different reason not in that like she's more rational it's just that it's framed in a way that she is uh the you know the protector of the family of of their uh of their continued uh you know like health that sort of thing and uh i i just i just thought that was really interesting um that she's in a way she's in a way she's complicit with this yeah i mean um i think the only time she she seems more concerned obviously is when her son is involved correct and when uh, she she says she can, she, like she hears him screaming or something, right? And she, she wants to go, cool guys. She, she wants to go over, but she can't, right? Because and she's she like, hears, "It's not her place," and that's yeah, what frustrates her. She's but like, she, "I know my son is, you know, like distraught, screaming in terror. I, I'm yeah. not supposed to be there. Like I can't be there." And like but that's what she, annoys her. She says she hears like a woman Irritates comforting her. him. Correct. And but at that point in time, I. The don't remember the detail if whether or not the friends were there. Oh yeah, she thought like yeah, Annie. She thought it was Annie. Annie was like comforting, comforting him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though Whitley had already like gone, and she was aware of him going to to visit the son and to like see what was going on. Um, yeah, but I mean, I I don't recall like Annie. She they never left the room um, during never, that whole no, situation. She never. She, she never, didn't. So no. like we can only during that what that her little description of what she hears is that possibly it was one of the beans comforting the sun and that's when the the sun like can mentions the doctors and stuff like that that are talking to him and stuff like that right mm-hmm. um yeah at the end of her examination she says whitley is supposed to go they came for whitley all right and uh, they're like, what do you mean? Like, just, that's what I said. Uh, don't you worry? She's like, no, you're always always there in the morning. Uh, and she's, she's talking about Whitley. So to her, like, she she is alarmed, but at the same time, she knows that, or I guess instinctively understands that they're going to be fun. Like, right. the, the more, it's going to be, you know, the sun's still going to come up and they're all going to mm-hmm. be there and they're going to be like, know continue living that sort of thing uh so she apparently or uh, supposedly seemingly uh is put under a very strong uh form of i guess just not not hypnotic suggestion but just uh 
uh, <laughs> fucking mind control. Fuck. Uh, I guess in her case, that's basically what it is yeah. for for that scenario. Like they they pacify the fuck out of her throughout mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> what I'm looking forward to is the series of books that his son writes eventually. If that little shit gets off his ass, really. I I I wouldn't even think about that actually. So, I mean, his does, son had experience with like the the little doctors and shit, and right, yeah, and maybe they persisted through his life. You know, we don't know, and that'd be a cool series to read too. Does does like Ray? As far as you know, do, 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 like does their son have anything? To I say have like no adult? clue. I I have not read anything that on whether I mean, or not uh, his son has decided to write about his son's like our age at this point you know like yeah so i mean um again i haven't heard anything and i would assume that if he was writing books on the subject that he'd probably do the convention route with his father um Mm. probably confirming some of the situation some of the activities that had happened uh when he was a kid they've got fucking little like video clips him like the good doctors took me, you know, and he's like in his thirties with a beard and shit. It's like, so um, I don't think we've talked about how, or at least this would probably be a good uh, next sort of talking point is is how uh, Stryber rationalizes what he have what he was seeing at first. He thought he was hallucinating things, and then he starts to realize, you know, after he goes in for his examinations, that these are repressed memories, and then. He starts to go into like body of research concerning, uh, you know, abductions, and he starts sort of reaching out to some people that are. Well, in, well, in that all, case, right. would it be would it be good to go into the regressive hypnosis? Um, um, a little yeah. bit of a description to kind of like yeah. move into that. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're you're right. Uh, I, I'm. You guys, one of you guys is going to go ahead and lead on that one. I, I'll I'm just uh, read uh, little descriptions here that I got. Um, this stuff, uh, this was a little excerpt that I got from a Psychology Today article from uh, John Ryder, PhD, uh, June 22nd, 2014. John Ryder? And it basically, it, it's a description of what regressive hypnosis is in his terms. It says, hypnotic regression is the process by which you enter a trance and recall material from deep inside that is normally not available to the conscious mind. Hypnosis enables the mind to travel more easily across the dimension of time. And regression is the process by which the hypnotist guides you back through the time to particular events that need to be examined. And the idea that the mind is made up of different levels of awareness and activity has been substantiated by empirical evidence and the observation of countless experts in psychology. And again, we talked about this kind of briefly in the very beginning that this was kind of this was the method that was used by Dr. Pazder in the book Michelle Remembers. Right. And which we didn't which we didn't go into when we talked about it. We kind of just said that she was doing that. So um, So, this will give context to that particular episode. So like in sort of like uh, I I was I was going to say like in popular media or just like mainstream uh, uh, culture. I, isn't that isn't this form of like isn't this just the specific name of that particular form of hypnosis that most people like are are uh, um, familiar with? You know, like you oh, more likely, yeah, yeah. You sit there and like they take you back to a particular date. 
you know like right. that's and and you you the patient does their best to recount their surroundings at the time well um regarding this uh form of hypnosis um this is a uh, wheatley streber's um quote unquote doubts or like before he actually got into the whole hypnosis oh, yeah, thing word. um he this is his thoughts on the on it it says oh, that it is yeah. a flat out lie that people can't lie under hypnosis so right. they can and they will if that's what the they think the hypnotist wants them to do or if they themselves want to do it, it says the hypnosis used on me was not qualitatively different from that used on police witnesses and the same caveats that apply to the police cases apply to this case those and no other i am describing what i perceived which may or may not have been what was actually there right so that's just him going in again and saying look mm-hmm. this is what i think i remember but like it could be bullshit yeah so he's here's the Mabyville. He's he's again he's very matter of fact of right the the possibility that it's all like he's just he's he's always leaving it out there that it's possible that that uh, this is all bunk you know like because well, I, like, I guess that that's kind of because like there's um, really no way to demo, to monstrously fucking prove any of it that's uh, that's like his right, uh, preemptive strike on this with this book is that like right. he's putting this out there but he's kind of like uh, putting doubt in everyone's mind first because. Before anyone can kind of say like this is all like you said this is all bullshit. right exactly like and, he's he's, uh, he's, he's with just him yeah he's saying just saying like, like yeah you you might be right no like, this might be I'm, bullshit you know like he's he he's he's writing this from uh from the perspective of uh I mean I was gonna say a reluctant skeptic uh yeah but it's 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 a bit more of like the reverse he's he's a he's a skeptic that wants to understand what the fuck right. happened and so mm. he's trying to rationalize this but at the same time like you know take it with a grain of salt sort of thing mm-hmm. because he understands and I, I think i was talking to you about this before ray uh, the other night like he's trying to describe something as beyond fucking human understanding like there's no mm-hmm. way that there there's anything in here to say that like this is all just his fucking mind trying to compensate for right. the, trauma and like this is uh the um this is the simplest like form of 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 his mind interpreting like uh in- interpreting something that is just uh fucking ridiculous what's so, interesting though is that the the visitors never took him when he had something important going on like eggs on the stove or something or a pizza in the <laughs> oven <laughs> You know, there were no like, any bad repercussions, you know, like, and so I think I Wait, no, I left the oven on. Reality. Yeah, like. You son of a bitch. Oh, and the my son, the pizza. Right, you know. yeah. <laughs> like, so I think that's oh, kind of bullshit like, to this whole thing. You can't narrative. take me right now. The dryer's still running, you fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You go yeah. if I leave them in there too long, they're gonna get wrinkled, and I gotta dry them all over again. What you motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. you work for CPNL? Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's like an extra ten bucks for my fucking electrical bill. <laughs> um. So, okay. Uh. Where were we going to lead on here from talking about the regressive gnosis? Um, uh, what did I say? I, I'm I, sorry. 
I I think uh, since again we've gone through the the cases that he's uh, talked about already or the situations the incidents, um, and right, we've yeah, gone his through, rationale for yeah it. his rationale for that's it. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, so I was I, able to. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do you want to go into like how like after that? So, so basically, I guess the, the tying it all together would that be tried, good? Uh, Possibly. Uh, I'm not sure I follow. What do you mean by like how? how uh, well, you... I, I, I Dan, Daniel added this uh, towards the end of the 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 notes here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went through the backstory, went to the regressive hypnosis, and um, we kind of we kind of uh, talked oh, about r- briefly about right. how he attempts to rationalize his experiences, like hallucinations. Right. Yeah. But that's, uh, of- that's that's where the tying it all together is, uh, and that is at the end of the book. When he starts, uh, he he does go through like the, there's a chapter He's, prior to like the last one where he yeah he talks about he uh, he goes he, he he talks with a group of like uh, abductees and they're oh recounting dude actually their with that scene with that that scene it was fucking funny because like they're talking about like what kind of like weird things can you do after your experiences and this one chick's like after I get abducted or after I turn the TV off I can put my hand on it. And then I take my hand away, and there's an impression of it on the screen. And then Whitley's like, well, anyone can do that. Like, he was like, whole thing. Yeah, that shit, dude. I fucking, that's one of my bookmarks in the fucking, yeah. He has like, no, so well, like, he has no sense of humor about this. I think he even mentions uh, when one of the articles that you put on here, Ray, that, uh, um, what does he say? That, like, he has no time for... Uh, uh, that 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 was like one of on. like the, the the articles where it talks about like the, a bit of the aftermath of oh word of uh, he has no time the, for comfort zones so like people talking yeah. about simple silly shit like that he's gonna immediately jump on that and be like okay you're being an idiot like we're here to like fucking talk about like something that's traumatic like yeah he's, traumatic he's not, and he's he trying to find no, he's trying he to find no deeper meaning in all this he has no yeah. sense of humor about this and like that's that's understandable in his case uh, and and that that kind of comes across of uh, when he's in interviews and stuff like that because yeah. he's he's like straight faced the whole yeah, he's fucking time about oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah 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 um so he tries to rationalize that i think that i could see in uh was it i thought i thought it was like three different ways uh, the 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 first being the obvious. Okay, this actually happened. Oh, you know what? Maybe f- four possible ways. The fourth uh, 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 being. Wow, that, Roland, where are you going with this, bud? So like, no. <laughs> okay, so he talks about like <laughs> he's fucking reading history. Like he's he's he starts reading reviewing mythology. Like you wrote there, uh, Daniel. Like the the Fae and Incubi, Succubi, ancient religious figures, those sorts of things. Um, at one point he fixates on Ishtar, uh, saying that if you, you know, took the hair off of her and like colored the eyes black, uh, and, and removed the clothes, like you would, uh, she'd be identical to the female figure that he, mm-hmm. uh, met. Um, he talks about how, uh, the fa- the fairies, they have, you know, wands, they had magical wands, those sorts of things. Like he take, he, he's trying, he's, it seems at first that he's really reaching, but like, because they're very simplistic, uh, explanations, 
he talks like you said the fairy with the wand uh is is one of those little grays that had the wand that touches you right to the middle of your head he talks about how the chakras uh, in your body, uh, one of them is located right between your eyes in the place that they, they mm-hmm. tap, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so he's he's just trying to like very loosely uh, connect um, uh, some body of knowledge, anything that he can find in human history to uh, understand these things uh, or these events. Because one of the things that he sort of thinks about is that like why why hasn't this happened before or why isn't there more of this why why is it only like in this particular period where people are reporting this these these uh, right basically from like 47 on exactly. after roswell mm-hmm. right when when we look at like ancient history and like this you know the uh, folklore and legends and like they 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 are all full of stories of just like the, the supernatural and the right. Uh, uh, you know the, the right, ridiculous. and like he made like a like. I wish he would have investigated a little further with like some of like the examples from the lore, but he, like he with fairies yeah, having you know the, the silver boxes that you know Apology. that apparently the visitor used to you know make the explosion behind his eyes happen. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, the I mean, crunching of the apple as that other chick reported. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, so there, there, there are many books prior to this book coming out that he could have, um, I want to say like investigated on. And that's, I mean, again, well, I mean, he said cher- he you have cher- pages of something like he doesn't, I don't think. Yeah. He I mean, yeah, I, was, was he like talking about out. like chariots of the gods? Was he talking about like, uh, yeah. uh, Zachariah Stitchin? All these, all these guys were like, uh, talking about like it would things in history that, re- 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 into, uh, like where that, that make are. a call back to uh, like ancient alien kind of situation. Right. His, okay. So um, back, back to how, like he was trying to rationalize it. He started there with ancient history or ancient mythology, uh, he also goes in to, or tries to understand the science of it. Um, I was telling you the other night, Ray. Like at one point, he talks about how uh, the the like how the uh, body has a uh, uh, puts out electrical um, impulse uh, pulses or whatever. You know, oh yeah, the frequencies, low magnetic frequencies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, he goes in saying the like, one to thirty hertz or whatever that we all correct. put out, and it also aligns with the planet. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that like that's. There, what isn't there to say that like certain areas of the planet that have high uh, electromagnetic uh, frequencies um, will not affect will will not affect people? And I was telling Ray, like, the military did uh, uh, those kinds of experiments at one point where they were messing with uh, different frequencies of of decibels, if I'm not mistaken, to see like okay what because they were trying to make weapons, and so they were trying to find a particular frequency that they could use to fuck fuck with the, you know your body and they apparently are so was this project bell or project horn or <laughs> what, what, what they call it? project uh, stravinsky you know yeah, like i don't right. know man project yeah. So, yeah. yeah so they there's there's some sort of like i guess uh there's some some information out there that that suggests it's possible uh he doesn't mention that this is like what i'm what what I'm what I'm what I'm remembering like that that I've come across. He he does mention though that yeah like okay the body runs on a particular uh, range of hertz. What isn't there to say that that can't be manipulated with some kind of instrumentation and uh, right. that these guys wouldn't be capable of that? 
like it just uh again like he's he's suggesting that there's uh that there's a way that you know to scientifically demonstrate that this 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 is possible or this is uh <clears throat> something that can uh be used to influence them and uh i i wanted to call bullshit at first because he like very casually mentions these things and um doesn't really go into like heavy detail uh and at one point he starts talking about how like he's like he says our understanding of these things like he sort of like includes himself in uh in 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 as a scientific uh like researcher with these people like oh yeah i found these particular theories and now like i i'm one of them as well and that it kind of annoyed me uh that uh because like i i just thought it was only slightly presumptuous but going back to the fact that He's just looking for, you know, the the most straightforward way to uh, show uh, that these things are possible, and it's it's effective. Like it's uh, like it's sort of like just very simple, uh, simple logic that uh, you know that that shows or suggests these things. Um, so. And I think after that is, or before around the time is, is when he starts talking about uh, how the uh, the spaceman showed him how to make anti gravity, and uh, he came across another person that you know, like you mentioned, burned their barn down or whatever. And um, so there's like it, it's it's in the same way that uh, like the same impression that I got like when he starts talking about. Uh, mythology same thing just like okay or or you know the same thing as well sorry uh, when he's talking about how he built this 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 equipment it, like it seems very fucking lackadaisical at first like just very just just fucking silly and then like it starts to kind of uh it's well it starts to sort of support itself and make sense uh which uh like i i thought was interesting um now um and so the third uh the third uh i guess way he goes about uh trying to understand this was like he he tries to accept that that these things happen that okay like there's there's there are existences out there that that uh you know we we can't understand uh they may have been here forever or uh, you know before us um they then uh uh how uh well, no, yeah, like that's that's pretty much what that one is. Uh, the, the fourth that I was thinking about was just that uh, he just su suggests that it's it's all bullshit, or not necessarily all bullshit, but like he disproves it all uh, itself. It's like it's not none of these things. It's not aliens. It's not it's not uh, like ancient um, you know beings that were here. Uh, it's not science. Like it's something completely. Uh, uh, incomprehensible well yeah i mean like because like whitley went through all like the rigorous like uh you know human derived like tests like you know getting like nasal probes and shit and right. uh checking if you had like a form of epilepsy and right, right, other right. like conditions to it? explain uh, away um i forgot what they said here i was looking at it earlier um like 
there was a, a psychologist that said he had a particular kind of uh, uh, mental, uh, not I guess disorder that describes what uh, what he was experiencing. Oh, Hypno uh, hypnagogia, hypnagogia, yeah, uh, a common oh, neurological phenomenon word. that's been mistaken yeah. by intervention by demons or aliens. Uh, it's yeah. uh, when he talks about waking up uh, supposedly paralyzed, and it fits that that particular description. Like pretty I mean, much like anything said, known, known to try to explain like, human, like what's going human on. markers yeah to all of this you know uh, since um willie doesn't necessarily name or pinpoint where these non-human beings come from he he gives he gives like a list various oh, types of sorts. possibilities yeah. Right. yeah and i i would like to read some of these to the, no, go for it, dude. I bookmarked yeah. that area and I wanted to bring it up, so I'm glad you are. So get after it, man. Okay, so it says, uh, let me just read the little bit here. It says, uh, there is so little final knowledge of this phenomenon that is, it is impossible to do more than speculate about its actual nature. But speculation need not be random. It can be careful and directed. It says the visitors could be, and then this is where it goes down the list. It says, uh, from another planet or planets... Right. From Earth, but so different from us that we have not here to understand or here to understand uh, that they are even real, and from another aspect of space-time, in effect, another dimension. It right. says from this dimension in space, but not in time. And then it goes a little bit further than that. It says uh, the next one is from within us, and I keep returning to this hypothesis because I find it so endlessly interesting and, at its mm. core, so compelling. I suppose the idea that the gods we create would turn out to be real because we created them has a certain ironic appeal to the modern intellectual. And then the next one is a side effect of a natural phenomenon. Since we know so little about how magnetism and extra low frequencies of all kinds affect the human organism, perhaps there are natural electromagnetic anomalies that trip a certain hallucinatory wire in the mind. And the next one is an aspect of the human species. We have very ancient tradition of afterlife. We have a very ancient, ancient tradition of afterlife. The respect with uh, Neanderthals buried their dead in the Middle East more than 30,000 years ago uh, <laughs> suggests that this belief may actually predate our own species. Yeah. So those that's the list that he goes down to the possibilities of where these beings... Well, yeah, I, I totally just forgot about the Neanderthal thing. Yeah. Like that, that was just... Fuck you, Whitley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Some of it is pretty goddamn hard Remember, to fucking... No, just... some of it's like... I know he's just listing out possibilities or whatever, but like, really, dude, you're gonna like jump yeah. back yeah. 40,000 years and talk about fucking motherfuckers you don't even know? See, that's, that's where it kind of bugs me a bit, where it starts to seem a little too hard to like... Yeah, because then he's like trying to insert the visitors in like, like he all seems almost flipping aspects things, of anyway. yeah, like of course the visitors always been here. They've right. always been interacting with us. Fuck you, man. Maybe exactly. not. Exactly. <laughs> it's, and maybe that one like hit an ass you took in undergrad at uh, UC Austin. Maybe that's coming back up now, man. So. <laughs> So part of me wants to take take this seriously, and another part of me is like, okay, it sounds like he likes, I was, and I like saying this phrase because I saw it or Ray earlier. It's like, like he's starting to like the smell of his own farts. 
He's <laughs> he's fucking like just writing because it sounds good. It's compelling and like he's gonna. I'll do say it. this though, man. With uh, when I reread Communion this morning, I was like, oh, this is so innocent. This is such <laughs> like little like pussy little playland bullshit. Because I've been reading David Icke and shit, and he's just like, <laughs> the agenda, the reptilians, the the conspiracies all around us, and you're fucking idiots, and it's all around us. And then I read Streeper like, they want to be our friends. I'm like, man, that's <laughs> bullshit. Well, I, I mean, uh, I think he kind of has a sense that, or the hope that they might want to be friendly or benign, but... Uh, there is a sense where they he doesn't really know the agenda that they have and i think that's where like some of the other right the- theories come theories come into play bit, yeah the, where the other theories come into play like david ike and william bramley and fucking zachariah stitch and, and all those other like fill in those gaps that um that uh wheatley streber is just kind of like in his own little world as far as like what he's trying to understand but he's not like he's not like exploring those other avenues that no yeah they're, like, they're those you, those menacing those menacing said, like, uh beings that are like all around all, us trying to it's like all, control it things. all seems very superficial yeah mm-hmm. he's not going in depth to anything he's like just trying to take the shotgun approach all right it's this and this and this and this and this and this and this well i mean uh that i think it. that he he um he kind it's of like um uh, again takes that precautionary thing of saying that he can't go any further because he can't say things for sure. So he's just kind of like throwing all these possibilities right. out there. He's trying to see what to kind of say like, yeah, exactly. What does stick? And then I think at some point that's when he starts doing transformation. He th- he starts going through those other books where he's starting to like not just lay those things out there and kind of seeing what sticks, but kind of like taking he's, those he's those taking uh, exploring. Well, he, he's kind of like like making them more detail. concrete. On on as as he goes further down the line, because I mean the fucking last book is called Confirmation, right? So at that and point, so like, like he's, he's already saying like this is what mind. yeah he's made up his mind and this is what is his truth or the truth however you want to put it right he just puts this out to like give you a little taste of what is going right, on right. in the mind of of the streamer yeah and again this is <laughs> this, this is this this is fucking years this is years of philosophical like, place. Of, uh, uh extraterrestrial being kind of communication again this is this is not the first and last time that he's quote unquote communicated with these beings like this thing continues on and that's goes for even further throughout the other books like he's in constant contact with these beings even up to this day apparently so which um we so we have to get into later on yeah yeah at some point we'll, we'll uh books of the strange has an endless library of things to go through yep. and um we'll get to those events we'll the get to all those things eventually series. <laughs> the, yeah the streberverse the streberverse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i just want to get into like little things about the book here again little details that we may have missed uh, one of the ones That's was that Anne did get hypnotized by a different uh, right hypnotist. They His name was Robert want... Naiman. 
Right, and, right. Because they were concerned that Klein was going to possibly lead her. Uh, in, yeah. Uh, with some of the Because he, he had so much that, knowledge of like, from right. what uh, Schreiber had said, that he might direct her in a certain way. Right. And, and so the actual wanted, quote from the quote from the book is that uh, they chose him because so that there could be no possibility of his questions taking on some sort of unnoticed direction. Right. right. Even, <laughs> yeah. even, even, yeah. Like whether, even un unintentionally, right. Yeah. Right, right. And one of the little um, things that I found when I was reading, um, it comes off on page 161 from the version that I and Daniel have. Um, this is a little description that he said. And I, it sounded too much like a comic book character. Mm -hmm. And it said, oh, it really uh, fucking did, man. Yeah, it said, I still do not remember seeing the fireball. All my life, I've had a free floating memory of a skeleton riding a motorcycle. Fright frightful effigy. Now I know the source of that image. It sounds like fucking Ghost, Ghost Rider, man. Sure. <laughs> That's exactly what it like, sounded like. I was like, what the fuck? And um, would like to have a word. My eyes. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Abduction. We. <laughs> And um, I was telling, talking when we're me and Roland were talking uh, last night uh, about like um, even the title communion sounds very pretentious right. uh, about his experience. Uh, I was telling Roland that um, it wasn't it wasn't uh, Wheatley that came up with the title of communion, and I did right. hear him talk about this. It in was an interview. the visitors. That no, no, came it was his wife. That. It was his wife. No, 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 dude, no, no, it came out of communion. Because like she was asleep or whatever, and then yeah, yeah. in her voice, but it was more like a bass profundo as he described it. Well, said, let me let no, me read the. This should be about communion <laughs> yeah. because we love you. Yeah, okay, sorry. let, let me read already. the let me read the the, the 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 paragraph here. It says, "One night in April, she talked in her sleep, and I had I had thought to call the book Body Terror." Yep. All right. <laughs> because you know, of the extreme physical sensation of fear coming out. yeah ex exactly because of the Sorry. extreme physical sensation of fear i felt on the on december 26th and suddenly she said in a strange again like you said daniel basso profundo voice you want to the book <laughs> the book must not frighten people the book you should call it communion <laughs> what because that that's what it's about <laughs> because that's what it's about. I want to find that. Was that the um, last chapter? Yeah. No, no, it's. Uh, nah, let me it see was here, before Triad, I believe. Yeah, oh, it, it was okay. before the ending. Um, let me see here, uh, Roland. Give me a second. If I can fucking. Uh, I'm trying to find. I believe it's chapter five, and it's probably more towards the um, the ending. And the beginning of chapter six, right? Yeah, and it's just before the little thing that says "our son," and that's when they talk about um, how what his son had to say about it, and how they weren't going to hypnotize him until he was old enough to consent right. to being hypnotized uh, to describe what he may or may not have seen. Uh, yeah, it's just a few pages before chapter six begins. So that makes sense. And as I mentioned, Willie Schubert's kid, whoever the fuck you are, gets writing, dude. Yeah, we want to hear, hear about the little doctors, that. man. That would, I mean, yeah. It, it, it's uh, is that that, that paragraph is you know that paragraph is just about above where it says "our son," Roland. If you want to check that out. 
Yeah, yep, yep, I found it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Felt suddenly strange basso profundo voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's so laughs> see, I remembered. I did read this. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> the book was not frightened. Pe- <laughs> Wife? <laughs> Does yes. anyone want to yes, give? Ro- Ro- yeah, Roland, do you want to give your best oh. basso profondo voice? I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it just means very deep, very, yeah. very grand, right. grandiose type of voice. Uh, uh, <laughs> how does that? How does that feel, baby? Uh, <laughs> is it harder? Must, is that is as, as hard book, as it can get? Right. <laughs> The book must not frighten people. You should call it communion, because that's what it's about. <laughs> that's so. That sounds so much like his wife, though. Like she's oh, she never ever explains anything. It's always like because, like yeah. duh. And, and in obvious. one of the inter- in one of the interviews that I did here, um, he basically just regurgitated this exact scene. Uh, he he said so, you didn't he wanted to call it body terror. Her. His wife suggested communion, but yeah, he didn't but say he he didn't say that so, she was asleep when it no, happened. He just said no, that no. this is what she said. Oh, yeah. And then he looks over at her and says, "Like he was gonna he was gonna say like bitch please," and then he he realizes that she's asleep. Yeah, <laughs> and then he you know says, you know you know what you know what's funny. <laughs> it's funny he is that like uh, where he heard the voice before. Um, yeah, from the the Ishtar bitch. Right. Yeah. Exactly. She's, um. She's Are there any the other situation? Is there any other last-minute conclusions about communion that we need to talk about before we kind of give our ratings? Um, or uh, ratings are like, uh, do we recommend this, someone reading this book? I mean, just I, in their own personal pers- perspective, uh, perspective of this book. Uh, nothing, nothing really. Just like I'd mentioned to you before that. I think this would have been better instead of naming it communion, a true story, it would have been better as communion, a memoir because, uh, because that's what you feel like, uh, like, like what you're reading, you're reading like his fucking, you know, uh, like and, 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 and on that note, man, I, I do think it's really more of a memoir. Um, and his last like three chapters was like the triad and then trying to talk about all the, like the, religious kind of uh stuff like Ishtar and right. Noah and shit. I oh, think all that shit could have been cut out and just right. be like, hey, these are my experiences. Yeah. Here here are my he, here are my hypnotic sessions. Here's my wife's shit. Right. Oh, uh, like and take what you will with it. So Ray and I were talking about this the other night. This book could have been a lot shorter because uh Oh he, absolutely it's so it takes a long man. time yeah, he takes a long time to get to the point. He repeats himself so much. And, like, he does it in a way that almost seems like he's trying to make it seem... Uh, like, like he's trying to work his feelings out, even right. though it's already edited, yeah. so his feelings are already established. Like, right. yeah. He, he's like, I was scared. And then he talks about, like, I was completely and utterly mortified. You know, I'm like, dude, you just said that, like, last chapter. Why... Why do you keep like why, like he? Because my editor like wanted thirty thousand words and I only had twenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's trying to fucking like put. He's trying to. The he's publishing to the house page. is cracking our balls, <laughs> he, man. He writes this thing like 
at first, like, I want to say, like, it's all, you know, there's, like, his own journal, but then he, he writes his own fucking, like, journal, like, he's he's directing a play or some shit, you know? It's very fucking, yeah. like... Yeah, no, it gets old uh, fast, it man. Gets, yeah. It's, it's very fucking, like, sort of almost full of himself kind of thing, like, what we didn't and understand that- before is that, like... As 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 it was explained that they had a right to explain or, or to to examine me, uh, in in so far as like we have a right to control, uh, right? The, and that the, like sanctimonious you know? bullshit oh, attitude is totally carried over into the second book, which I started reading a few months ago. So tiresome, dude. And it's it's so bad in the second book. I just, I told Ray like reading this like I fell asleep twice because I was just like oh well, because you it was. Suck. Uh, Anytime you've had like 20 minutes of inactivity is nap time for you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my fucking brain shuts off. It was like, Ugh. he's jerking himself off again. Like, all right, time for a nap. Oh, crap. What happened? Shit. Um, so, like, and I, like how you mentioned before, dude, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I would have liked this better if he had just reported his facts, how he felt, and the, the information, like the dates. And instead of like just fucking busting out all this fucking slapping us across the face with this exposition or whatever, like, uh, you know, uh, oh, wherefore art thou alien? Like, kind of dumb shit. Yeah, let me pontificate. He, he never said alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, they're visitors. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Wherefore art thou uh Jesus, is that your penis? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? You know, our, um, I, I, I think uh, Roland and I talked about this that that particular part of the book, like we had to reread because we didn't. I didn't. I didn't think. I, didn't, I think Roland, you said the same thing. That yeah. was I reading that about? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, wait a minute, what? Like, why? Really? You're. Yeah, you're yeah, talking about he, his penis, and right, exactly. can, can it be harder? Man. Like, and then like, it gets what? weird because then, like, they're like, they ask him, "How old are you?" And he's like, uh, "You know, in in you know, in the same event, like that he's 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 uh, remembering. He's like, I'm 12. I'm like, uh, you just <laughs> talked about getting like butt rammed, and like you're a child. Wait with a minute, boner. like it is with yeah, exactly boner. with a with a half chub. I'm just like, uh. Actually, no. Minute, when he was dude. twelve, it was just the scene on the bus where right. or the train, right, 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 right. The train, but the train, like, yes. he wasn't like pro until like in, later in life. In no, I, ways, I know, but I, I think it's, it's, I think he kind of alludes to the fact that he's like of younger does, age, but like he is he older when that he gets like, his, he gets anal probed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of it is but a little hard he to did, But he only talked about that one experience on like the twenty-sixth when they like probed him. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's no other point where he talked about like being assaulted by like the no the visitors. Well, I, I, I think like I, freaky like contact shit, like you know, but like not up with shit inside of you. Right. Oh, that like, was good, oh, baby. I hope they loop up and the money's on the dresser. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, he uh, <clears throat> so like, he's gonna. Of, it's it's hard to follow in some areas because, like you said, he 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 gets a bit with his, he repeats himself. He does some long winded exposition at times where he's fucking like, you know, j- you know, jerking himself off that he knows all the big words. And then like you get to like actual accounts where he's talking or s- speaking, and he sounds nothing like how he writes. 
And also, it gets a little right. confusing because alien, he does extreme. Come. Hi, alien. Yeah. Oh, alien, no, put that bum. Oh, does alien, put that bum. Like, like oh, yeah. It's alien. almost like fucking. <laughs> I like you. It's no. almost fucking stream of consciousness bullshit. It's just like he's vomiting right. out all this crap from his brain, and it, it, there's not a lot of. Like, it's hard to follow but, the content. But is that about, like, the, like, visitor experience, though? Like, is it mm-hmm. so disorienting where even, like, the most articulate fucking individual in the universe would be like, ooh. Well, okay, he never expressly says that, but, um, I mean, that, that that's what happened to him, but he does like describe that you know his sense of self was destroyed and so that would suggest well, that what i think any that, any no, like no, no, rational not in thinking the sense of self. no 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 but like even after the other instance when he's in like the hypnotic regression uh sessions yeah. and he's describing what's going on it's like this primal you know will they see alien yeah he's describing it alien like as he experiences it <laughs> Not, not, <laughs> not, not in his. I, I uh, looked his at you there, somniferous almond eyes, and I saw a, yeah. a, a, a wisdom there. Right, and they saw it through me into my very and, soul. There was infinite and then they depth. stuck it in, and yeah. it was glorious, <laughs> frightening, but glorious. And oh. I thought I was gay, and so. no, none of that happened with Whitley. No, it was just like, hello, alien. Oh. I- Bad stuff happened to me. Ouch my butt. Don't don't touch wife. Oh no. Kid touched. Bad, bad, bad. You know, <laughs> stupid. So Well, speaking of I guess his is a bit sense of articulation and sound mind. It's a bit hard to uh, Roland, I I mean I I'm I'm kinda just throwing this out there on you. Uh, do you wanna read the statement from Dr. Klein M D on Appendix One? It's very uh, short. Oh word. Have a look, see it's good um yeah sure i'll read it all right uh, go ahead it's pretty long i have sucked whitley's dick and... <laughs> <laughs> okay so here we go a statement from donald f climb and d uh i have examined whitley streber striber whatever and found streber, that, yeah. streber thank you and found that he is not suffering from a psychosis he's not hallucinating in a manner characteristic of psychosis I also see no evidence of an anxiety state, mood disorder, or personality disorder. He is an excellent hypnotic subject who appeared to make an honest attempt while under hypnosis to describe what he remembered. He has approached the dilemma of what is happening to him in a careful and forthright way and has pursued his investigation with diligence. After an initial periods of stress, he became much more calm about his situation and soon learned to deal with it in a psychologically healthy way. He appears to me to have adapted very well to life at a high level of uh, Donald Klein, director of research, director of research, New York State Psychiatric Institute. Now, I'm not going to get in. <clears throat> I'm not going to get into this whole thing, but in, the, in Appendix Two. Uh, yeah. Wheatley Striver does oh, take a polygraph, yeah. right? Right. And we know, like, polygraphs aren't exactly 100% no, accurate. Like, they're not. They're not. They can but be um, uh, just, to, just to read some of these quick questions about, like, what they asked him and, like, he did. It was I totally unrelated, man. It was stupid. Yeah. So uh, the test result says, are you known as Wheatley Strieber? Yes, it's true. Uh, do you intend to answer truthfully? Yes, it's true. Uh, do you intentionally plan to be given a lie detector test on this <laughs> Halloween day? 
And it says, um, hold on, let me see here. No, and it says that was evaluated true. It says, do you belong to any cults? No, this is true. Do you think that those things happened to you on October 4th, 1985 that were outlined in your letter dated October 17th, 1986? It said yes, and that was true. So did you ever fraudulently is true true. uh, I'm sorry did you ever fraudulently uh, conceal any information prior to 1984 he said no that was true do you think those things happened to you on December 26 1985 as outlined in your letter dated October 17 1986 he said yes and that was true besides when you were eight years old did you ever hallucinate again prior to 1984 and it says there was a note I had hallucination during a fever when I was eight and he said no and that was true do you live in New York City? Yes, that was true. Do you think those things happened to you on March 15th? And it said yes, and that was true. Did you ever lie for personal gain prior to mm-hmm. 1984? It says no, that was true. No. <laughs> Do you think things yeah. happened to you no. in late March 1986? It's like, it's like, I was just like, yeah, I get it. You know. I think the only time that was uh, and the, one of the and questions the was it says. Uh, that was interesting. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Have you ever lied to those people who interviewed you with respect to the four items we discussed? And then said, said no. no. And that was evaluated as possibly untrue, a correct Lies. response. It <laughs> says, uh, I've, I've been in business for 20 years and I'm not sure I haven't lied occasionally. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, have you ever <laughs> intentionally ingested any hallucinogenic drug? No. Lies. <laughs> and, and they, they threw yeah, that at the end of the book as well. You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you ever take any prescription medication without a doctor's permission? No. Bullshit. <laughs> also, so um, those are like the the appendixes of the book. Um, Dr. Klein's uh, right. statement right. of against the health for Wheatley Strieber, and then of course the results of a polygraph test that he took. Again, very vaguely talking about incidents that happened and yeah, whether or not they were, they were just, true and then he said yes and they were validated as true yeah so at, at at the end of this book um i guess they're just trying to uh if he's like a path reaffirm that or... he is uh of sound mind he's not hallucinating he's not right, right, crazy right. so the and book all those verdict roland do you think he's nuts um at first i wanted to call bullshit on him uh but the thing is he presents us in a way that supports skepticism and so i have to agree with that uh because i mean like his his fucking writing style a setting setting that aside and how frustrating and irritating it can be uh uh, and listening to him fucking wax poetic on his garbage um the accounts are very interesting in that they are like hyper detailed there's a lot of of I guess variance in in uh, the uh, visitors that he describes that I I find interesting because it's not it's not what I expected. I was just thinking that you know okay it's looking at my my version of this book here it's going to be all about the the, the alien that's on the front rays or whatever visitor. yeah, yeah. And it's not like he he goes into heavy detail about various uh different types and it's not just him like his wife later on you know also describes one and uh and his son is also involved as well so and and his um his his friends his associates acquaintances so yeah that um, like ufo i think 
survivor group or whatever. Right, yeah. Right. right. Well, the, uh, I was I was thinking about like the guests he had there. Oh, and the Jacques, and, uh, Jacques right. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's 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 a uh, it's a uh, it's a very convincing argument. Uh, that in and of itself, it's not just him involved. Like it's he's got uh, information that he can pull from other other. Uh, people that were involved so um i i do i'd have to say like i i would err on the side of of uh, of believing this um even though it does kind of have its parallels to michelle remembers uh that i you know like they use the same fucking hip uh, hypnotic suggestion uh uh, they and that that wasn't like intentional uh, picking this book necessarily. No, no, um, no, no. That was an absolute coincidence. Like it just yeah. so happened. Like it's a it, it's it's a good way to uh, show. Well, I mean, if we were social justice warriors and like let's look at rape or whatever, we would be <laughs> into like hypnotic regressive therapies as well because um, one video that I watched that was really intriguing was some researcher out of like Harvard or some like super Ivy League college mm. who initially was trying to study like the tales of rape survivors. And I don't know what led her to looking at like the UFO abductee experience or whatever, but you know, she kind of, uh, just ran off with it, you know? And, uh, I think, her her assumption is that it's bullshit, but the experiences are real to these people, no matter what happened. Right. So, you have to be. I mean, you you have to assume that. Uh, uh, you well, you have to be able to accept that on their behalf uh, that they that they fucking. Yeah, something find these happened things to these to be people. True. You know, yeah, exactly. something happened. Whether you, know, you understand it or not. Um, and that's intriguing. Yeah. So sure. I, I think that it was a more effective technique in in this in this particular account here. Only mostly because, uh, well, like like I said before, it's not just one fucking person like spinning this whole goddamn uh epic yarn. yarn yeah right uh it's it's one guy that starts off like pulling a thread and then like the whole fucking thing just falls falls into place uh with what seems to be not really a whole lot of effort on anyone's part um they almost seem to sense that like that there's something about these particular events or uh in their own in their own memories that they that like that there's something in there that uh, uh that doesn't add up and um while it's similar to michelle remembers like i i would have to say like this is just infinitely way more believable uh because of that uh which it's, it's, it's again it's it's interesting um that. Well, I mean, you you also have to take into account that uh, with Mich which Michelle remembers again, like you said, it's not just one person spinning right. a yarn, no. and it's, so, so and people. and we have to think of the after go. the after fact the the after the aftermath of the writing this book. Wheatley Strieber just continued on. I mean, Wheatley Strieber pretty much 
decimated his entire reputation right yeah to continue doing this and he and he continues to do it and uh i mean there's really no money coming no, in for him like necessarily not, like this doesn't this help is, like 30 all. bucks from a random ufo right. conference yeah exactly. and yeah right. and this is not helping he does, he does this is not helping him yeah and no. uh if we're looking at michelle remembers i mean we did have the michelle yes uh, and yeah, then dr pazzer who married each other after the fact and then went on he a was, tour he was trying to yeah they used yeah, it to get in advance yeah like they they went and they fucking like and uh, and, uh, and on top of that, uh, they they counseled other people that were involved in like yeah. satanic panic cases. But they also um, uh, she she described also, situations where like the authorities were involved, and there yeah. was no record of any sort of like police and, report and having to do was, with any situation that she described. Right, her experience as like as a way to uh, like to promote himself. He's like, oh man, this is amazing. We need to report this. Like no one's understood this before, and like. You know, uh, uh, Streber here was like the exact opposite. Um, he didn't really want to talk about this so much as he just wanted to find uh, some, not necessarily closure, uh, or but ra rationale. Behind he just wanted to sort, sort out what was happening yeah. to him. Wanted, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Wanted yeah, to just... like prove himself to not be fucking crazy uh, to himself and. Uh, well, I, I think that's inaccurate. I think he was willing to be like crazy because of his initial assumption, like I'm nuts, or I'm yeah. like cracking, you know. But I, no, I, I'm not so I, sure I, I agree with that, dude. Because like, uh, like he wanted, he was suicidal from it. Like it was, it was ruining his life. Um, I, like he couldn't accept. You know, so that doesn't indicate any sort of like problems with his mental health overall. Well. Well, I, I think if he he could find some he kind of rationale that. within the fact that he was crazy or he wasn't crazy, I mean, either as it's long as there was, a, there was a definite a, definitive answer. No, as long as he found an answer, I think that was yeah. important to him. But well, yeah. where where I, the stream of evidence led him was to this visitor experience. I I don't think he was would have been willing to accept like himself having a, either like a mental psychosis or some kind of like just hallucinatory. Uh, uh, um, influence because like he seems to consider himself a rational being like a very logical person uh, uh um you know as he does Roland, these. you read the book right oh christ <laughs> i mean yes dude but like because his initial assumption was that he was cracking he was afraid of that because he thought he was losing his mind <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, God damn it! My, my... you must Please, have read the abridged version, Roland. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but like, I don't. All right, fine, 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 fine. Whatever. I can be wrong, I guess. If oh, that's, if that's, oh, if what, that's what easier. A... If that's easier uh, to to fucking. Well, because your your premise is fucked up. Because in his book, he wrote like I thought I was crazy at yeah, first. Yeah. But I Fuck meant like you. I meant like before that or whatever. <laughs> like he, the way he he before was before what? Before well, like, what? When he first started thinking, I'm crazy, I, I and guess, then he I later the, goes, oh, maybe it's aliens. I got Fuck the impression you. that he considered himself to be a fucking logical person because he he was fucking yes, like well, yes, logical person, and then I may be going crazy, and then aliens. Right. And so like he doesn't want to accept that. Like he wants to be 
you know, I, I I see it more as like the fact that he is a logical oh, person. God he is. Damn, a, he is Rolo, you're so frustrated right now. He, I can't he, is, he is. He is. He is a logical person. Bite he is a logical person, but he can he can accept the fact that he may be going crazy, and that I mean that is a logical response, saying like, "Oh, I may be going crazy," so he seems I, like he may be able to accept I guess that, 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 and he that. Wanted to. And I mean. It being like illogical, like if you're saying that he's not a logical person and he's saying that he's going crazy, that he can't accept that. But I see it more that he can accept the fact that he's going crazy and that that is an option. Okay. Thank you, so Ray. So that seems, yeah. Thank you. And, and Roland, you didn't protest once. Wah. Go because fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because at this Bitch. point, I have to listen to you fucking giving me garbage. Why bother? <laughs> Price. Well, because it's accurate. It's not garbage. It was in the fucking book, which <laughs> yeah, you yeah. read, allegedly. Yes, yes. The I abridged version. It. Shit. Give me the... Give me the, the uh, oh, yeah. The I was notes. watching a guy on Twitch playing Doom Eternal. You know what? You know what? I <laughs> book open in front of you know me. And... Mind if I had to watch the movie, I bet that would have changed my mind. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I don't I know should. if I have the like, constitution to go through the movie at this point. No, no, we'll, we'll <laughs> save that for some like, other time. Man. I, I, well, Ray, like, what do you think about this book, man? Like, do, you, do you, what do you, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think I like I, I started talking with Roland last night that I, I do believe um, <clears throat> Streber's account on what he's saying. Granted, his his writing does get a little fluffy and there's a little bit more obtusive um, is a term you're yeah, looking for sure. i believe yeah, yeah probably sure. yeah. and um i did agree that the book should have been at least half the pages that he uh presented here and <clears throat> excuse me that i again i i i did i could see where he's coming from i can see why he goes in these different directions as to why he's trying to rationalize all these things, and again, you yeah, said Roland desperate to figure it out. Well, the, but that's the thing that there's a desperation in the book that he's trying to figure out why this is happening to him. Not necessarily like just saying like this is so cool, like I'm gonna take this at face value and I'm just gonna let it ride. On like some some um, some books um, on UFOs, will will take that approach. Like this is what happened, and okay. fight fight me on the fact that like this didn't happen oh, you know and then like they they, they get very defensive you know that would have been so that, that would have been that would have been fine but um and again we talked about uh, Roland. we went through some of these articles here that this book that's why this book kind of like kind of turned the, the ufology community on its on its head because it wasn't the the nuts and bolts and like just straightforward uh account that people were looking for Huh. This was this was more of a a sense of uh, trying to find purpose within this whole situation that's happened because um, there was he was experiencing fear he was experiencing terror he did involve his wife his son <laughs> and all these kinds of situations where he or all these things that he couldn't understand and then he regresses back to his childhood and sees that all these this uh, these beings have been a part of him all his life and that he kind of has to accept the fact that they are a part of his life. And then he has to go forward and kind of overcome the fear that he feels and just accept it and just go along with it. Again, accepting that fact that he may be crazy, he may this may not be real, and uh, or it may be real, 
and he just has to kind of like go with almost go with the flow and see where where it takes him because um again i had read this book a, a long time ago and i vaguely remember it because i think i read like just sections of it mm-hmm. but um i i know i've been familiar with this book for a long time my friend uh had introduced me to the book and it said that when he read it it Back scared when you were him wee boy of 13 oh not no i didn't read it when i was 13 i read it when i was you're always somewhere something yeah always i was sometimes i was 13 and like a junior in high school or something <laughs> gotcha gotcha <laughs> yeah gotcha. yeah you, you know how it is and um uh, again i i got introduced to this book by someone else who a friend of mine who did uh, own the book himself and he talked to me about it and it was very interesting and then i heard him on coast to coast all these little interviews here and there mm-hmm. but uh i didn't get as deep into it as i did this time around and again i do believe willie streber again his writing style is a little bit uh again said obtuse um it does it does get a little bit too much sometimes like his uh theories on where he's going again i told roland he is a writer he has to fill the pages he has to create like like a a dramatic narrative in order to sell the book you know and you, have, you do have to take that, that into account, you know. Like he's 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 embellishing or or fucking. Well, I mean, you have to you have to take into account again. Most of the 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 people that were writing books on uh, alien abduction or uh, anything UFO related, ancient aliens, were very uh, technical about it. It's very mechanical. Everything is right. facts, 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 yeah. facts, 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 and there's no embellishment. There's no dramatic effect. But this is coming from a person who was a well-known writer at the time. He's a horror writer for that in that fact. And he, I mean, his writing style, he's not going to just fucking throw out the small snippets of facts. He's using that, this as a way to almost like express himself. Yeah, he, he is. I mean, to. if you want to you call, well, I, I, mean, I don't want to say out his feelings on this, yeah. man. Right. Yeah, exactly. But that I, I, I let me just say this like if anyone who has uh, never read the book I would suggest reading it you know it's it's uh, very dramatic at points but it does give a fairly seems believable account on <clears throat> someone who has uh, experienced some kind of abduction by beings he doesn't say aliens but you can pretty much take that that's exactly what it is yep what about you Daniel yeah, Daniel, what about you? <laughs> you bitch. I have some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I do not doubt that Willie Schreiber experienced some extraordinary events. Nor do I doubt that <clears throat> um, like like Betty Andreessen and that couple in the 50s that were driving got abducted. Oh, Betty and Barney Hill? Yes, yeah. the hills, yeah. I, I don't doubt these happened, but what I think these are ultimately are, you know, they talk about screen memories in psychology. Mm-hmm. These are screen experiences for the real issue that's at hand. And what would that be? Oh... The Brotherhood <laughs> <Something>. Agenda. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it, it's very 
very in line with the agenda to set up with set up some uh, situations where yeah maybe they are fucking with people in various regards, but it's to help uh, screen themselves from people actually trying to like figure out what's actually going on. So they'll look in the skies rather than looking at what's going on in Parliament in Britain. Mm-hmm. Looking at, you know, how allegedly 33 of the 35 U.S. presidents have been related to each other. Oh. <laughs> and that was uh, at the time of like writing by Ike or whatever, but um, like half of them were related to each other through Charlemagne, and then the other mm-hmm. half through fuck, can't remember their name. But um, I'm totally of the opinion that David Icke, whom we'll hopefully get into later, is correct in the shit he's writing about, and that these other UFO experiences are just ways to distract investigators from looking at what's really going on. Alright. Because we have motherfucking reptilians from the fourth dimension. (laughs) (laughs) They're a little phase in and take over, you know, fucking leaders and shit. And, uh, hey, but don't look at your little buddy who's got his old mason ring because he's a second degree little craftsman or whatever. <laughs> it's not him, man. Hmm. It's way deeper than that. Um, let me just um, leave everyone with this. Um, after everything we've said, there was an article I came across on a UFO case book and it does go into Oh yeah, very... Diana totally assassinated no. <laughs> man. <laughs> okay, so back into the left, JFK we know. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> Here uh-huh. it is. Uh Streber's hypnotist Dr. Donald F. Klein was of the opinion that the novelist could be suffering from a temporal lobe epilepsy, a condition that produced hallucinations. But Streber rejected this diagnosis. <clears throat> And recounted his abduction experiences in the book Communion. What the fuck? No. In like, nine, hold on. In, in, hold on. Hold on. In, the fucking in, in, nose in, by the doctors. In 1987, Strieber received a one million dollar advance as an advance for the film rights to his book. What the fuck? <laughs> now this so, is just a. Now this is just like a. In community, he talked about how he went to like an earth <clears throat> doctor and had yeah. probes stuck in his nose, check for the type of epilepsy he was worried about right. and it was negative yeah but again that that is in the book um i'm just throwing this article out there can I kind of live like uh leave it like a but why would very dramatic lie? effect this is a very dramatic effect and this could be a fraudulent article uh that this i found like it man this this looks uh, and and i'll say this from the the website that i'm looking at it almost looks like one of those uh angel fire websites www.geocities.com slash incredibly real conspiracy theories that'll blow your mind. I just thought I'd leave our audience with that to kind of like uh, just throw a wrench in the fucking cog there. Um, Uh, I'm looking at it here too. Holy hell. um, So 
that I guess that should conclude our episode on communion. Does everyone agree with that? Um, yeah, we, we didn't go to the movie, but like we don't. The movie, have the, the movie, we can talk that. about uh, next time, uh, later on. But that's going to be strictly that's going to be strictly for Patreon, anyways. So, um, oh sure. But we... um, if you are uh, listening and you do want to hear our thoughts on the kind of compare and contrast of the book to the movie, and if you haven't seen the movie, I mean, watch it. It's a so. It, should we talk about like overall like? "Quote unquote ratings, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Our, I mean, or yeah, like that, that, that is, levels of believability or whatever. Uh, we did kind of talk about our levels of beli- I mean, believability, but let's talk about our ratings. A one out of five of this book. What would you give it, Daniel? Would you recommend this book uh, for anyone to read? Oh, absolutely. Um, I would give it like a four point five out of five. Um, his prose gets a little exhausting, but yeah. overall, it's. It seems to be like a tale from a very like level-headed dude who's just trying to sort out what happened to him, and uh, and you know, communion was the book that you know drove me into all of the weirdville I went on, you know, and so yeah. now I I look at communion like as a very like innocent take on extraterrestrials or whatever, um, the primer. Yeah, not even this a primer. Is, no, just like a just it's a super innocent take on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like they they want to bond with us basically, and okay. I think I don't know if that's the case, but it was cute. It's it's that's <laughs> like a gateway. Uh, it was a cute little book. like narrative, really. You know. Like all this fucked up stuff happened, but like right. they want to be friends. Hooray! Right. Okay, <laughs> so um, I'm gonna I'll leave Roland to last on this one since he went first uh, the last time. Uh, I will give this book uh, a solid four out of five. Um, and then Daniel, I think you talked about uh, his prose or his writing style gets a little exhaustive after a while, but because it mm-hmm. gets kind of repetitive, you know, because. Uh, but you have to kind of re- repeat certain situations in order to make sense of them. And I think, uh, unfortunately, that's what we have to go through to get to the end of the book. And that's what he had to go through to kind of like rationalize what was going on in his brain or whatever was going on in his head or in Word. his okay. little reality there. So I, again, four out of five. Um, it is a good introduction. And as it is an introduction to Wheatley Strieber, um, and his uh, accounts on his visit visitors, it is a good uh, uh, introduction to uh, anyone kind of wanting to get into reading books of uh, quote unquote books of the strange. Oh, uh, I books would absolutely on UFO, agree with that. Yeah, uh, books on UFOs, uh, books on alien abduction, because this is again. I think Roland said this before. It's kind of like superficial. It kind of like glosses over certain things it doesn't get into like what extra extraterrestrials could oh, possibly be no or, and or, i was actually like really upset with his uh chapter on the the triad right because mm-hmm. it, it should have been about like six times longer right right for sure and the all thing of the iconography out there on <laughs> triangles and shit like yeah, right. yeah there there are books from again Eric Von Doniken Zachariah Stitchin uh Jason uh the Jason Mars um, again, David Icke. What did uh, um, Jason Mars write? 
Because I'm familiar with all that. He he he's talked about like um, conspiracies and stuff like that, and it kind of goes along with uh, UFOs and government uh, things as well. Uh, we do oh, also okay. have books by um, I didn't they didn't write it. I don't know the author, but again, that talk about the abduction of uh, Betty and Barney Hill. Uh, oh, there's word, also yeah. uh, the infamous uh, Travis Walton that talks about uh, his abduction. And again, also you can see the movie uh, Far in the Sky for that as well. But uh, the whole and the Benny commu- Andreessen affair, which yeah. I brought up earlier, yeah, exactly, which was also brought up in uh, Communion. That's right, but, uh, and uh, Missing Time by Bud Hopkins and stuff like that. Um, this book is a good introduction if you want to get deeper, because if you get deeper, it goes into some crazy fucking fucking shit, areas. guys. Like it's. It's so entertaining, but it it really fucks your day up. <laughs> so again, you, solid yeah, depending on like what level you're at, like with it, you know, like uh, Zacharias Hitchens, various like, ha ha ha. There's this kind of like sci-fi, you know, perspective on like how the Earth and Mars and Venus came to be. Ha 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 ha. Um, although it's a little glim because it's like at the end it's like oh yes the Anunnaki and yeah. the elder gods made humans to do the jobs the Anunnaki were doing. Yeah, the humans were were meant to mine gold. Casually. No, and also to maintain the dikes of the Tiger Euphrates. Yeah, and, and I, to I'm, farm and to build shit. The, the I think uh, that goes into like the. The quote unquote the planet X, the tenth planet that yes. like uh um goes in like an ellipse. Uh, well it's uh our, it's the twelfth planet that's Mardu. The twelfth planet, sorry, which, yeah, 12, 12 uh, yeah, planet, yeah. Which has a wider uh orbit than all the other like it's still like within mm. our like solar system, but it has such a like it has more of an ovular orbit mm. to where like once every like was it 12,000 years or some bullshit? It actually I don't passes the, the by Earth. Years, yeah. But yeah, it's like some extreme amount of time. And uh, Zachary Station writes about how you could either ride the arc of the orbit of Marduk or ride the orbit from the planet with a spaceship to get to Earth faster to fuck with humans. And mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, I have a, um, I think a Scientific American magazine that talks really? about Planet Planet X, and it's on the cover. Huh. I have it. I have it somewhere here. I'll I'll bring it out to see if I can uh, reference that at some point. Uh, but Roland, um, ratings oh. for you on Communion. Um, I'd give this a four out of five. I uh, really so high. That's, well, yeah, that's amazing so because- for you, buddy. <laughs> I I I like the information that he and, and his descriptions of the encounters. Uh, I mm, holy I shit, I them, man! Don't read David Icke then, because he'll blow your fucking mind, man. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I I don't. So I can appreciate like how he goes about trying to figure out um, what actually happened, like how he tries to sort of research it. I don't like that he seems to take like a very sort of shallow dip into each uh, possibility. Um, but like you guys said in his later books, he apparently like further explores his theories. Um, 
I, I, his, his, his pros for better, for better or worse, to be honest. Yeah, for better or worse, his pros annoys the living fuck out of me. Uh, he's very repetitive because of that, and or from that, like, it's, it's, uh, if you ignore that though, like, I mean, it's not that it's, it's poorly written when he talks about these things, like, they're, uh, uh, I guess he's, 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 seems to me to be like justified in like how he goes about uh explaining his mindset throughout all of this but um i would have just preferred it to be a lot more uh just sort of cut and dry like okay this is what happened this is what i think uh and like this is what i observe uh from that um so that's but again like if you just look at that information aside from 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 fucking the fluff uh that he put in here it's it's uh it's 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 pretty interesting so yeah i uh this is probably one of the uh i mean not that i have fucking read much of anything about uh alien encounters or that sort of bit um but this this was uh, a lot more interesting than most of the anything I've come across so far. And, uh, well, I mean, um, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, most of the time when we're living together, Roland, or even prior to this, I, I was slowly gathering my library as far as books on aliens and shit is concerned. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't really talk too much about it to people. And I did it in, like, secret because, I, I mean, mean, the only person I talked told about I this... I ask you. Yeah, you would ask me, but I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't ever like talk about it too much to people, and um, I mean, I know, and, and and it was kind of like a joke, but I kind of like took it a little bit more seriously <laughs> in the situation. I mean, but I mean, I I think now I pro- probably back then I probably was a little bit more insecure about it, but uh, now I'm well, kind of just like well, Jesus fucking Christ, talking to right? Even about like as late as like twenty ten ish, when I would like inquire about your books, like she was like, yeah, I got some cool stuff. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that was it, man. Not like, uh, oh, yeah. let's talk about this election. It was just like, oh yeah, I got some cool stuff. That that was it, man. And I, fuck yeah, you yeah. for that. Like, <laughs> again, I, again, it's it's a bit of insecurity on my part of uh, wanting to uh, talk to and or to like tell anyone about these kinds of things because strange. So yeah, speak, yeah, and I mean, I, mean, I, I had books. I had books forever. on the occult and books about like like Satanism and books about like aliens yeah. and shit like that. And I, I mean, most of the time, I just got like weird looks from again other roommates, not you rolling necessarily, but uh, no, saying I, like, "Oh, that's I that's weird. Why why are you wearing that shit?" You know. But I mean, uh, at the time, Roland, I mean, you you were a bit of a person that was like, if I had said, "Oh, what about this?" You're like, "That's stupid." <laughs> I mean, that doesn't tell you wrong at okay. all. <laughs> okay, like maybe when when you first met me, but uh, no, no, yeah, me. yeah. But I mean, at, at some point or another, I just kept all this majority of the stuff to myself. I didn't really like go any further. Um, and I think the most we I, we went I was still, when we watched like I ancient still aliens together. When you lent me your copy <laughs> of the fucking uh, was that that bullshit Necronomicon. Uh, yeah yeah but that was that was that Lovecraft, was so man. like to we, me like the, yeah. i i already i i knew that that was uh, uh you know that that was not not necessarily bullshit but it's just like that's 
It was a yolk. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I knew it was bullshit. It's it's, it's Lovecraft shit, Um, you know? I mean, I know it's just like... You talked to me about Chariots of the Gods. You talked to me about... Yeah, and I remember reading... I remember reading Chariots of the Gods on the toilet... Yeah, for like I three days, actually, and I and I like fucking busted to that book. And I was like, "This is amazing." I I saw that. <laughs> I saw that for the longest time. Like any yeah. any, I don't remember why. Like usually, you'd ask me to get something from your room, or like there'd be something in the in your bathroom, and I'd see it there on the fucking toilet, and I would just pick yeah. it up and just zip through it. Like, um, <laughs> it's not that it's not that I was ever like a skeptic, or you know, I guess I, I would be, but like, um, someone that like wouldn't consider it a possibility it was more along the lines of, or, or rather it wasn't that i wasn't interested it's just i was sort of indifferent it's just like yeah mm-hmm. no i understand like that's a thing and like there's information out there for it but i'm gonna read this other thing instead yeah yeah that was pretty much it it wasn't like that uh that i thought again but that that's why i kept a lot of these things just, I it's just not kept that i myself. thought you were a moron <laughs> <laughs> um, i came later I- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's not. That, isn't why. that, that was something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah. Um, well, no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I've, always, I've always thought this stuff was interesting. Just, I'm glad we have this um, platform so, to kind of delve into these types of topics. On the, on, I guess oh, yeah. since we're talking about UFOs, uh, have you guys seen one? I am not. Mm, no. I I do have. Uh, first-hand accounts from people who have seen them and have seen them multiple times but and i do want to get them to recount their stories uh for the this uh podcast well i can and come forward can you have you seen one yeah oh really oh, yeah actually uh shelby and i uh saw one one night um we were 18 or 19 like we were like in the college times i can't remember if it was like the summer before we left to college and we were separating for a while or like a winter break we were both back but um we were hanging out at my parents house just uh i had a truck and we were just laying on the you know on the bed of the truck just bullshitting and shit and uh all of a sudden there was this uh little orb of light in the fucking you know sky and we stopped talking for a while we were both watching it for a while and then i don't remember who broke the silence but one of us was like do you see that and uh it made pretty much all the stereotypical like ufo story like movements and shit you know it would change trajectories at angles and speeds that was probably very unlikely for our terrestrial craft or our our craft right um and the the funniest thing about it though is like uh it did this shit where it would uh start dipping down closer towards like the earth and whenever we actually started like talking about it again it would start like shooting back up hmm. and uh and uh, this is not some like weird bullshit story. It's just like the best of my memory of like what happened that night. And I got verification from Shelby actually recently on this. Um, but it the thing was, it was like not like it was like kind of like shot around a little bit and did the whole like would creep down. Then we start talking about it, we like rise back up. And then our end of the experience was 
just the little like blip of light just started like cascading further and further up into the stars and then like we we lost it you know hmm. um but i hit him up recently because i've been reading all this like showing ufos and aliens and stuff and it was like dude do you remember like that night and uh he gave me the true skeptic response though what was that I know something happened, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we definitely saw something, right? You know, like, and that was well, something I, I like tripped about and like kind of tormented for years because I was like, shit, man, and like particularly when I like fell into the UFO reading friends that have been in the last few months, like. Shit, and then that like that memory came back to mind. I was like, "Well, shit, was that a false memory? Was I just tripping, or what the a screen fuck? memory? And, perhaps? Yeah. yeah, a screen memory. Yeah, a screen memory of an actual UFO experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, actually, I almost got murdered that night. Yeah, that was the. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, a, that, but... that one's for a different different episode. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, like I've I've had like a a UFO experience, and well, that's... it was identified, you know, almost a decade later by my buddy, you know, and we were sober, you know. This was before I started drinking, you know, and mm-hmm. it was. You kooky. think you, you think you could get him like um, on record saying that? that, or maybe giving his account, or so to speak, just for, just literally hearing him say it. Yeah, like I, I think that he would go like, I know we saw something. I don't remember what it was or whatever, or like I can't verify what it was sort of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like because when we we're talking about it, like, there was no indication or anything that he like really remembered any of the specific details. But for, right, some, right. for but for me, like it stuck out, man. Like, but he he is he is. Um... He does um, verify that something did happen. That is right. not to his knowledge what exactly it was. Right, right, right. But he was just yeah, like I can't yeah. say what it was, but like the, yeah, there's something weird that night. Gotcha. Um, well, I'm 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 hoping we can get. Um, and that would some, be cool if we got him on tape folks, for yeah. saying that, you know? Because like yeah. fuck, I mean, I'm just drunk here at the end of a podcast saying like, oh, there's this thing happened to me when I was 18 or 19, you know? But. Uh, well, I, I'm hoping we can get more personal accounts on either UFOs, ghost stories, or even any other kind of uh, sort of strange phenomenon that goes on in people's oh, personal yeah. lives and, that uh, uh, they can um, they can go on record saying they don't necessarily have to like we can uh, uh, keep their anonymity, but uh, they can just tell us a story, you know, or even well, like write it and we'll read shit. it. You know, our own I've, words, got, you know? I've got some ghost stuff, and that's I, I messaged you guys about it. I was like, holy shit, there's some ghost stuff that was confirmed, like, independently or whatever. Right on. And and, and I and say we'll this to, 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 to both of you, if there's ever a point that you have, you can talk to someone and you can record them uh, yourselves, and by all means do it, and then we can put it on the, the show. Oh, fuck yeah, but... If I actually happen upon an individual willing to talk about, like, whether it was UFOs or ghosts or whatever, it's like, you know, kind of my apartment. I have a headset. Mm. You know, we'll just talk about it, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so that will conclude our <laughs> episode. <laughs> our man episode. Is um, and we didn't uh, even get to like half of the shit I want to talk about, but I'm just drunk. Like, <laughs> um, we can always revisit things as <clears throat> things come to light. Um, so uh, we'll call it quits on this uh, episode. That is our second installment of Books of the Strange Communion written by Wheatley Schreiber. And again, if you have any stories that you would like to for us to recount or you want to recount yourself, uh, you can record um, uh, via email. You can do that as well. Or just MoQuest. send us a text over email. We'll read yeah, it Yeah, send us a text. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, MoQuest at gmail.com if you want to type it out and we can read it on uh, one of our podcast episodes, we can do that as well. Uh, make sure and subscribe on Spotify or on iTunes or Google Podcast. Uh, share this with any of your friends, um, anyone who's interested in these weird uh, topics. Um, we very much enjoy going through these books or any of these weirdo topics uh, that take a lot of time, to be honest with you. It's super fun, to go man. Through. Yeah, it is very fun. Um, but it, it is exhaustive. Like yeah. It also takes a bit out of you. Cause, like, it does. It really does. Sometimes you're reading shit where it's like, wow, my sense or like conventions of reality are being kind of questioned right now. <laughs> and, sure. and it's not that you're like really rattled by it, but you're just like, well, what if? And right. the what ifs are the fun part. Um, exactly. And to those of you that have listened to us so far, like, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, do you tell friends, uh, particularly all you South American folks that have added us recently? You know, yeah. Um, for those of our. It's gotten crazy, man. Uh, like, uh, listeners the, in South America. <clears throat> thank you so much for uh, listening to our stuff and I hope you continue to listen and we very much appreciate it. You can drop us a line on any of the social medias and that is at on Moqua Studios and Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and share us, share the episodes, uh, check out our back catalog as well. Um, again, Fat Food for Fat People. We have Anatomy Mixtape uh, for all your music uh, nonsense um, <clears throat> we have Cinequest video which we got uh, some new ones coming your way this month um, right now we're going to be going over the Cornetto trilogy we're starting off with Shaun of the Dead so keep an eye on that and um, don't know what the next uh, episode of Valley Strange is going to be because um, <clears throat> this one was kind of a long time coming this was actually planned out back in like November or October yeah, uh, so I like I have a stack of books that I've been like like oh this year I've read this book that book that book just <laughs> yeah. as a personal tracker, right. but I don't remember if I read Communion last year or this year <laughs> because of how long this like episode yeah. has been like planned out. Um, I, I I've been carrying Communion with me for going. This is fucking April. Uh, I'm gonna say no, November, December, January, February, March. So like six Ooh, months, almost like five six months. I've been carrying this fucking book. That's with fucking me. funny. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> and I've been writing notes here and there, um, just kind of like skimming through it, and then of course recording other episodes and getting things moving along. But yeah, so social media, subscribe on any of those uh, streaming services. Rate us if you can on iTunes or Google Podcasts. Ratings help a lot to help people find these. Uh, 
episodes. And again, word of mouth, share, share it to people, share it with people. Um, but that's going to be it for us tonight. It is 12.07 in the morning. So I'm going to say goodbye. I'm your host, Ray. And then we have in the Pacific Northwest studio... Hello. Well, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can just didn't really go like, "Hey, goodbye," or whatever. But, so, <clears throat> oh, like, I, I said, yeah, Ray, Pacific Northwest Studio. Oh, word. So at the Pacific Northwest Studio, this is Dan. Thanks for listening, guys. And Appreciate nowhere, you guys. nowhere Studio, uh, somewhere nowhere, in so, yeah. RGV. This is Roland. Yeah. Um. All right. We'll see y'all next time. Um. When whatever come whatever podcast comes out next, so Raiders. all right. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I had some kind of a rectal pro. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They took me out of the house and they stuck a, a needle in my head, and I had some kind of a rectal probe. <laughs>